Now betting for the sports animal, your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Wednesday, Albuquerque. You know what that means? Well, it means the boys are at Radio Row. I was going to say, the boys are not here. The boys are over there. No, we're at Radio Row. So I am Fred Slow. I'll be alongside you, friend of the show, up until 6.30 this evening when this broadcast becomes the home of the Lady Lobos. And good luck to them and they tonight. Alongside me on Radio Row is uh, my – I've actually, after the Laker game last night, I've demoted you to my second best friend, Van Nunley. Van, how are you? Wait, I thought that was an upgrade. No, hey. no, oh. no. Oh. oh, okay. No, you. Because Grayson Allen is your number one best friend it's, now. Okay. Oh, <laughs> don't need, ouch. Don't need that energy in my life, Michael Jackson. And also, <laughs> alongside us, Robert Gibson, who uh, today at Radio Road decided to stop slumming and put on a jacket. So you're looking good, my friend. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm going to get interviewed sometime today yeah so if i wander off and you see a microphone in my face i'll remember you guys a lot of feedback yesterday on our social media and i think it was uh your appearance in the photos that made you put on the jacket so that's what i think (laughs) (laughs) as as we took about as many of them as we could yesterday boys uh yesterday was a good opener for us on radio row obviously a lot of highlights a lot of spotlights what stood out to you guys from day one what was what was the thing where it was like we are so very fortunate to be here because of this moment well, I say what stood out to me is your just utter professionalism when you're sitting next to the Miz. Yeah. I could visibly see your heart beating out of your chest, That's, but you kept it together. That is true. And you did phenomenal. That's so I'm so proud of you. 100% factual. <laughs> me, <laughs> me personally, I started off to today great because I didn't even need a cup of coffee because when I was in the security check, this guy walks up to me and says, you L.A. people are so pretty. So okay, wow. so all right. I, I went. I went to. I went to bed at LA four, and now I think I might even be at LA five. It's. Uh, uh, what coffee are you drinking, man? <laughs> I didn't need it. <laughs> well, to answer your question, Fred, for me, um, I knew that I was way too overdressed yesterday, and I'm triple overdressed today because yes. I look to my right and I see Pat McAfee in. Just a, a, a wife beater, yeah. a cool. wife beater, and a chain necklace. That's it. I don't even think he has bottoms on. He's just walking around like that. There's 150 row, or excuse me, 150 stations here at Radio Row, and uh, yeah, there are varying degrees of intensity and investment. That's for sure. I would say our setup is near the top. Obviously, we yes. got we got the banners. We we we're the part people. People are coming to us, yeah, boys, sure. and they're saying, "Hey, uh, where are you guys from?" And we're like, "Well, first of all." Albuquerque, but secondly, because Chisholm Trail RV gave us the chance to come out here to Radio Row, and I tell them all about it. I say they got fifth wheels. They get you go down to Central and you go down to Wantabo and you find your spot and you find your sleeper. That's what I say. Yeah. And then like, well, Fred, that makes sense. But what are all these drinks on your table? I'm like, oh, are you talking about these can teller vodkas? Well, yes, yes, I am. And lemonade vodka cocktail went over well. Who stole one yesterday? Ryan Lavarne. Yes, Ryan. actually, yes. he stole two. <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> Hey, you want to try some of these delicious Teller mixed drinks? He and he got, said, I yeah. will take one. Well, he got halfway through the first one and was like, 
I got to get another <laughs> for the road. I was like, okay. Ryan Lavaria was the highlight for me yesterday. So, That's a lot of fun. Yeah, Major League Baseball catchers played for uh, half the teams, I think, that have ever existed, sure. including the Negro League. So that's kind of exciting because <laughs> he's a white guy. Yeah. But he sat down in uh, just a world of personality. Like, I, how fortunate we are to have this job because he could take it from us at any second. Right. right. His yeah. personality was shining more than that championship ring he had on. Oh, that was nice. And that's okay. saying a lot. And I, I really want him to get another gig in the league. Because just like you said, he can easily take our job. Yeah, it's oh, most definitely. Yeah, and and so immediately after we sent him the podcast, he's like, "Hey, I sound like a real pro," and we're like, "No, we were telling you, we, <laughs> we know you do." And so that you were talking about that ring, right? Yes. So, so obviously it was lit up, and there's a lot of bright lights here. And my lights at home are powered by OE Solar. There I don't we know go. What you guys know about that? But OE Solar. Find them at OsceolaEnergy.com. That's O-S-C-E-O-L-A Energy.com. So thank you for them for powering this trip on our way out here to Radio Row. And that's the thing about, like, all the sponsorships and partners for this. Because we had to go to the Laker game last night. You can't just go to the Laker game and spend zero dollars. Uh-huh. Right. We needed to have the dollars. And so we leave Radio Row last night, and we're walking down the street to get a bite to eat or whatever. And there's, there's uh, like, pastures on the corner. With the speaker on their chest, and yeah. they're reading the gospel, and there's, hey, don't go get circumcised, it's against God's will. And there's, you know, there's all these, like, groups of individuals, and we're walking by past the Not Staples Center, and I say, hey, Robert, there a game tonight? And Robert says, nah, fam, there ain't no game No tonight. way there's a game nah, tonight. Nah, not Super Bowl week? No. They're like, oh, they, they schedule them out of town on Super Bowl <laughs> Yeah, <week."> exactly <laughs> what I said. Lo and behold, yeah. not only were the Lakers in town, but Giannis Antetokounmpo. There you was go, in Michael. Town. Yes, <laughs> the defending champions. So Van pulls up his StubHub and he gets tickets in about five seconds or whatever. So uh, the boys went to the game last night. Lakers yeah. and Bucks last night, and I, t- I mean, more fun than I thought I would have. I'd never been to an NBA game. I've only ever lived in cities that didn't have NBA teams, and and I mean, kind of a fun, unique experience for me. And and thank you, fellas, for popping my cherry on it. Well, you went straight to the top by going to that arena first. Yeah. Like now. It's all downhill for you. Oh, because, yeah, Crypto.com <laughs> is such a rich history. So, yeah, I agree completely. <laughs> it just opened yesterday. So, <laughs> I mean, Fred has a rich history of peaking early and then not living up to the hype. So, there's also that. Yeah, that's so true. So, Crypto.com arena just fits in perfectly with this narrative. It's, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they had the money now. Well, they have the money. And you know how you had to put down like a trust or whatever when you put naming rights on something? They were like, yeah, we got the full season here. We got half the season next season, but we put it in crypto. So you're actually going to make double. This is an investment in your future, Great LA sale. Lakers. Great <laughs> sale. A poor Staples Center. You know, because it's, it's all, in my head, it's always going to be the Staples Center. Right. Yes. But that, no con- that contract was up, and they're like, Amazon is crushing us. Yes. There's, we cannot afford to sponsor this mm-hmm. arena anymore. It does nothing for our brand. Now, well, <laughs> hey, the real cut, though, I'm going to be serious right now in Staples. It's because, like, schools all went digital. Because Staples had oh. all of the, like, the municipal and school board contracts, and they'd send, like, their secretary up there to buy a pallet of eight and a halfs or whatever. And now, because it's all Zoom, like, Staples is like, True. yeah, well, oh, we got – Guys, we got no. There's like we don't even have a client base no more. Yeah, like, well, sta- they fired Dolores. She don't want to go back to those COVID kids. <laughs> Staples are going the way of the phone book. Who even uses a stapler anymore? This oh, kid. good I, point. Yeah, no, because the only reason I have one phone book at my house, I just use it to prop things up at different levels. <laughs> sure. Because how easily adjustable it is. How yeah, I, old I, I is a, that phone book? Right? S- some. <laughs> 
So, I mean, it is some old. It has. And it's from St. Louis, right? Of course, It's yeah. traveled with you. Well, I knew, yeah, because I needed it. <laughs> Whenever you need a two-inch buffer <laughs> yes. or yeah. something, like, hey, go get me the phone book. Yeah. And also, I want to know my grandma's address from 15 years there ago. What is the, I mean, why is that even confusing? Guys, we're having a lot of fun out here, and, we, and we're doing it with the help of some individuals. And we already touched base a little bit on them, but I want to talk about TCS, Rob. Yes, so the address is 814 San Mateo Northeast. Anything you need CBD-wise, they will definitely hook you up. I know we're going to sit down a little bit later with our friend Tori Smith, and we'll see if we can get him onto the program. And if we can't, obviously we'll fit that in podcast-wise. And if we can't, I know he's got a cool initiative going on to help, uh, well, to help ladies and specifically people of color make sure they are getting their cancer screenings and taking care of their bodies in their community. Whenever we get back, more from the boys live at Radio Row. Thank you to Dave and Busters for being a part of the program. And thank you to John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy for letting us take the studio on the road. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. D, sports animal. Two Men On, live from Radio Row in Los Angeles, is brought to you by Jersey Mike's, a sub above. We're going to transition now. From uh, the gridiron to the the squared circle, I don't know, the octagon circle. Well, we're just going to talk MMA. There we go. Uh, AJ McKee, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, How are you doing today? Well, Good, right. Good. Yeah, we're doing well. So uh, we're obviously set up here, and we're, we're laughing a lot, and we're doing our thing or whatever. And you walk by with, I mean, you got the ship on your shoulder. You got the championship <laughs> belt. Yeah. What, what is that life like, just walking around the champ? Um... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still embracing it a little right, bit. It, it looks pretty glamorous. I'm going to tell you that because you got it blinged out on your shoulder. <laughs> and you almost threw Fred's shoulder out because he's a weakling. That's, yeah, that's 100%. <laughs> They're pretty came, beefy. I'm not going to lie. When you walked away, he was complaining. Man, that was pretty heavy. <laughs> like, bro, you're 6'6". Six, six. Well, I mean, I'm not every day someone – what's that thing weigh? 20 pounds? I got to be a 20-pound yeah, about 20, 20. Yeah, so AJ McKee, the number one like pound for pound fighter in Bellator, hands you the championship. And yes, he, and I'm like, oh yeah, I should have thought better. I <laughs> it, it was like when you go to take a it's drink from a cup that you think yeah. has water in it, and I was like, oh no. Yes, I oh, here's the thing. Shot. Yeah, <laughs> Fred has a bunch of swap That's meet funny. WWE belts on the wall, <laughs> yeah. so he's he's used I, to the I what the fake one yeah, weighs. He's not used to the real <laughs> thing. So uh, sitting in with us, obviously you know Albuquerque, you know Jackson Wink. Yeah. We, I mean MMA is in our blood down. there. There. Talk a little bit about your start. Talk talk about why you became so passionate about it, and then why you became so successful. Um, well, I would say the success would just be following my dad's footsteps. Uh, he was a first generation fighter. Oh, cool. you know, fighting along the sides of Randy Couture, Chuck Liddell, Rampage, Tito Ortiz, like anybody you can think of. I've seen in the gym, Chocolate, like anybody, Dan Hindo, Tyron yeah. Woodley, like I've seen everybody you could possibly think of in our gym. Um, and yeah, I was just following his footsteps, you know. Um, MMA is kind of slowly evolving. Well, I would say actually pretty fast. Pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty sure. quick. Like the fast, yeah. like versus any other sport, you know. Um, and I, I would say that's just because of how entertaining it is, you know. The fans love that flashy, gory knockout or just it, – it's something new outside of boxing, you know. Yeah. You get to see the head kicks like, oh, I wasn't expecting a head kick, you know, or like a flashy elbow. So uh, I would say following my father's footsteps and um, just – Learning from his lessons, you know, he was a first-generation wrestler. They, he he f began fighting in wrestling shoes versus the jiu-jitsu artists they were fighting in, in geese. And, um, yeah, the sport's just slowly evolving, and I've kind of 
taken bits and pieces of every style and everything and my father's just he's watched me along the way and added to it and added to it you know he's not a coach that just add or takes you're gonna learn this in my style and what you need he kind of he kind of lets you express yourself and adds to what you do and what, what you're able to do hey, he must have taught you some serious defense because you look unscathed your nose yes. your nose yeah. looks like it's never yes. been touched yeah. your whole career a couple <laughs> times but uh you know it's good you know yeah he uh he was like i said he was a wrestler so his his main thing oh it's not going well i'm gonna take you down hold you and and pretty much khabib you you know and right yeah for him in his time that wasn't exciting people didn't understand sure. that yet. yeah and uh yeah, now growing into my style, you know, if, if I'm on my back, I'm comfortable laying there, throwing elbows, slicing people up. And same thing on top. I still have that wrestler's base control, but I'm always trying to stand up, man. I'm trying to get the fans yeah. what they want, that, that yeah. saucy knockout or sure. something. Bellator featherweight champion A.J. McKee with us. So, A.J., how did you come up with the name The Mercenary? The Mercenary. Yes. <laughs> Got to be given. Yes. Yeah. It, it was given. Well, it wasn't given. We actually came up with it. It was my father and I. We were all sitting down there like, what do you want your fight name to be? And I was thinking, I'm like, man, Anderson Silva, Jones, you know what I mean? Those are like two of my favorite fighters. I'm like, Silva, it's like a spider. You got to wrap them up. And then like, we just kept going around different things. And I love my guns, you know, my, I'm a gun enthusiast. Mm -hmm. So being a gun enthusiast, if I could have done anything, I would have went into the military outside of fighting. I would have tried to do some special forces things. So, uh, yeah, mercenary, gotcha. you know, it, it came, came along the lines of mercenary. And I'm like, you know what? Dude, you are a mercenary. You yeah. sign that contract and you take that person out. You're like, 18 that's your and oh, yes, you are so a mercenary. Later on yes. the lines, it, it it just stuck, you know, and I it became it became a hit. When you are dialing your sights in on someone, oh, is, I like it, that. is it about is it that first fight or is that rematch? Like, what do you get more up for in like your competitive career? I think every match is a little different. Yeah, um, just every opponent's a little different. For me, fighting Patricio the first time was. I'm going to make an example out of you. I know what I need to do. And we're going to talk a little to, more about that, I need too. to be a yeah. world champ, and I need to become a millionaire. That was my first, like, mindset, my so first goal. I'm down those same goals. That's fair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, why didn't I think about that? Well, I'm going to start with millionaire first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll be the hey. champ and? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, that, that was a big piece, you know. Um, now – Becoming a champ champ, you know, I, I said I was going to be a champ champ before Conor McGregor did it, before anyone did it, and uh, boom, yeah. Patricio's champ champ. So beating him gave me even more of the motivation, like, oh, you, you definitely got to go. Like, I, I need both of the belts, and now him releasing the 155-pound title and having his brother fight for it, um, I don't know. He's getting a rematch at 145 pounds. Um, for me, the motivation now is to, to finish round one, and make round two with his brother, mm -hmm. you know, wow. become the champ, put the icing on the cake for round one. Since Beat up the whole family. Make it a family. <laughs> yeah. okay. All the way. I see a trilogy with the dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. But, yeah, it's awesome. So you're from right down the street. You're from Long Beach. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah, so what does the Super Bowl being back in L.A. and not only the Rams being there yeah, mean to the city of Los Angeles? Uh, it's it's phenomenal, man. Um, I I feel like I started it off, you know. I, I brought the first championship world title to the city. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there, we there we go. There we go. We got we got an American badass <laughs> coming out of, <laughs> coming out of California now. So uh, I think that was a big motivational step for me. And then you know, man, L.A. Rams, like you got the SoFi Stadium, fresh yes. team, fresh location, fresh 
fresh support system, it, it's going up, you know. I, I think LA's going to do it, you know, and I think it's going to be a blowout. Oh, <laughs> oh there we go. Hey, oh. That's going to be I'm the next question, bold. but, but yeah, that's what it today. is. That's yeah. what it is, the blowout? I'm, I'm hoping. Yeah. All right, all right, AJ says Rams and the points and the over. <laughs> let, me, let me log into yeah. my Bodog real quick. Yeah. Oh, excuse me, my Caesar sports. Yeah. There you go. And there you go. Hey, here's how I become a millionaire. I'm taking this advice. This is my go. Yes. Uh, first title defense against the man you took it from. No cool. big deal. No nah. big deal. <laughs> he nah. said cool. Whatever. Cool. I love it. Yes. Yeah, okay. Not, I'm not worried about it. Ice cold. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm a fan of that. I don't have that energy. I would be like, oh, I'd be watching the replay every day. It's I'd kind of a study. Yeah, I mean, but what's there really to study? That was our first encounter. If you watch the fight, we had no, like, he threw feints. I threw a feint. But that was our first encounter. Yeah. Okay. That was our first initial combination that we both. The, the initial feint was I was going to throw a left and he was going to throw a right. And then I backed out, gave him his space, came back in, and then that's where the head kick came in. I showed him the left hand and he thought it was going to be the left hand, so he was going to counter and the head kick came in. But, uh, yeah, it's just reading. It's, it's like being on a football yeah. field. you got to see the openings. You know, sometimes those plays are there, and you just got to capitalize on that opportunity. So does the training regimen change, or does it stay the same because it was successful the first time? No, man, if it's not broke, why well, fix there it? Got you. Got you. Obviously, we've been fortunate to interview a lot of people in the world of mixed martial arts. And the question to me that I think I love, because it's such a varying answers, you got the, you got the championship. You got the belt. What is one minute like after that in your life? How like is it is it a different? Do you see different colors? Does the this food taste better? Like what is it? What is it one minute after you have the belt? It was, I don't know. It was surreal, man. Honestly, every moment that I've had in those red walls at the forum has been surreal. From fighting, being the first father son to fight with my father, we both won at the forum, oh, and that was the yeah. first night of the tournament. I had an eight second knockout. I said I was going to do that, so it's like just. The crazy things that happen when I say I'm going to do something and then I do it and it all happens. I said I was going to finish everybody through the tournament. It happened. Wow. So it's like though I, I just speaking things into existence, believing it, having the training put behind it, having the coach, the family, the team. Um, man, I, if if what's against me, you know what I mean? Right. You know, and I, if I got the man upstairs with me, who can be against me? So that's that's my key, you know, just stay prayed up and sky is the limit. All right, who's next? Patricio, yeah, he gets his rematch, but it's not for the 55 pound title. So, it, oh, okay. For me, it's kind of upsetting, and that makes me just kind of want to hurt him a little bit. Deo. But I don't know, whatever. <laughs> who's? <laughs> who's? <laughs> it's kind of like whatever, you know. Like yeah. I was nitpicking at him, and now like I know I'm the champ, so I don't really need to do that anymore. Right, they got to come for you. Now he has to come for yeah. me. So it's like I think I read it in the Art of War. Mental Warfare is the number one Art of War. Like sure. for so the mindset, you know, um, obviously the language barrier is a little bit of a problem, but I, I know how to get under his skin. He knows he feels the energy when, when he comes around me. You know, it's it's very just powerful. I, I, I let my presence be known around him and there's nothing that I see in him that is going to fear that, that I'm fearful of, you know, fear no man. Gotcha. And uh, it, it's it's fun. You know, yeah. I enjoy it, you know. Um, all the time, it's not always serious, you know. Sometimes you can go in there and enjoy and put on a show for the fans and yes. make a beef. Yes, like, hard, Car yes. Like, Cardwell and I, we didn't have a real beef. Yeah. But we are going to sell the show for the fans, get a little confrontation, the you know. Make it, make it fun. Yeah. Theater. Theater. yeah. It's entertainment at the end of the day. Got gotcha. you. But some fighters take it 
a little bit too personal, a little bit too serious. Pitbull is one of those people. So hmm. one of those people I'm, I'm going to nitpick at just to, <laughs> to mess with because I know it gets under his skin and he's always been a bully. So I don't like bullies. <laughs> so so you're second generation. Are you already looking to the next generation? you got some young oh, kids yeah. in the gym. i got that, a four-year-old little group. brother. He's doing arm bars, guillotines, everything. Wow. He'll be, nice. he'll be I, This is the bet that I want to bet. He's the first world champ under 18. Ooh. Wow. Any organization. I like that a lot. Whoa. Undefeated. Mason okay. King McKee. Eight. And I'm putting 100 grand on it. As soon as the line, <laughs> soon as the line opens. Put that, so where, that where Kenny Mayne go? Yeah, yeah. No, take a bet. I learned about yeah. betting after my tournament. If I would have knew about betting before <laughs> the tournament, I put so much damn money on myself, parlayed the finishes. Oh, my I Bell- God. Bellator ain't got no Pete Rose vibes going. Yeah. Are you, is, is it okay? Bellator <laughs> featherweight champ AJ McKee. You're very good at this, bro. Yes. Thank Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Anytime. Thank you for having me. Keep running me. up and down the row. You're going to enjoy the heck out of this. Thank you, champ. Anytime. Thank you for having Whenever me. Whenever the boys get back, more two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. The Opening Drive with Jeff Simbietta and JJ Vaughn. Weekday mornings from 7 till 10 on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. California, here we come. Right back where we start. Welcome back to the program. We are still live from Radio Row. I don't what do you say still? Like it's not like we yeah, really got up and left. Yeah, well you're you're saying it like it's like hard labor or something. Yeah. Like. Okay, I mean you think this is easy for me? No, no. You know I'm riddled with anxiety. Well, you make it sound and look so easy. I can't tell if you're being facetious right now. <laughs> yeah, I think it was the hand motion. Yeah, that you know extra you know <laughs> I am. I am getting sick of it. Next segment's going to be from the the Allsup's Chuck Wagon down the street. Okay. <laughs> I like you're saying, hey Fred, you make radio look as easy as Giannis makes basketball look against oh, the Lakers. Is that that's what you said? What we're doing. Robert yeah. is sitting right here, Fred. Wow. Easier. Well, and it was we were talking about this. You know, we went to the Laker game last night and had a lot of fun with it. But the first NBA game I had ever seen in person. Right. And I'm accustomed to seeing the New Mexico Highlands Cowboys. Like, that's who I call. Which, by the way, thank you to New Mexico Highlands. Thank you for them allowing us to be at the Super Bowl. Thank you to the university. And I I always stress this when I talk about Highlands. New Mexico Highlands University in Las Vegas, New Mexico, is a gem. No one knows. I don't understand why they don't talk about it. Except everyone who does know promises not to tell anyone else because it's special (laughs) and unique and they don't want to share it. So if your student athlete has an idea that they're going to play at the collegiate level and maybe they don't want to leave the state or maybe they don't want to go so far away, uh, New Mexico Highlands University is the option for them. They're going to be scholarship programs and obviously with the lottery, um, you can get out of a college degree from New Mexico Highlands University student athlete for right around 10 grand. Like that's all that's going to come out of your pocket. It's incredible and it's a very good degree. So thank you to them. The basketball game last night though, it wasn't just what was on the court. It was it was the the venue, right? right it right. was not Staples Center. Yeah. Well, the I'll tell you what. It still did have the Staples Center buzz outside. Everybody walking around, coming in, just milling around. Uh, but yeah, it, the the atmosphere, uh, it was buzzing. I, for you, for that to be your first NBA game, you know, you you held it under composure. I yeah. would say, <laughs> right? <laughs> I, I would say. The energy was amazing, and if you didn't catch the game last night, Michael Vital's Milwaukee Bucks absolutely demolished right. the L.A. Lakers. I'm glad you didn't say they were my Lakers. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was looking at you like, please don't say I was going to give you at least a segment off from lambasting <laughs> your Lakers. I, to me, a thing that was really special about it, because uh, the not Staples Center wasn't full full. It wasn't full full. But it was pretty close to full full. Well, well 80, I'll tell you. 85-ish yeah. percent? Well, the, it 
didn't get full until after halftime, which is weird. That, yeah, that's but, an L.A. thing. Yep. But the, everyone who was there that wasn't me, Van, and our producer, Jared, Kobe Bryant jersey. Yes. So many. Yeah. Right. But, uh, well, uh, not l- a lot of authentic ones. No. There no. were a lot of eights. Yes. There were s- and 24s floating around. But so, that's about it. So many swap meet Kobe jerseys. Those are, don't wait, you're, those are the upgraded ones because those other ones, I don't know <laughs> where they came from. <laughs> the, as we, I do know where they came from. The intersection of uh, Figueroa and 12th. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, whenever we walked outside the Knott Staples Center, we're, we're making our way back, and we literally had to serpentine through a, like, gypsy-style market of a mix of hot dogs and Lakers. And it, this is, like, think back to the 80s when, like, uh, uh, outside Major League Baseball games, they would make, like, phrase T-shirts yeah. that, like, MLB, like, outlawed after Mitchell and Ness decided to, like, you know, become the evil empire. Like, that's what this was. And I was like, I, I remember this from my youth. Boys, I just figured it out. Yeah. What is it? Who's the Lakers sponsor? What does it say right there on their jersey? Wish, wish, wish. yep. All these people oh. ordered. All these people ordered Kobe jerseys on Wish, you're, and this is what you get. You're exactly right. <laughs> knowing what you're knowing. <laughs> the uh, well, so the not. What is the not Wish? What is the good Wish? Like, you, if you're not buying off Wish, you're buying off what? All right, NBA team store probably. Thank oh, you. So uh. the NBA team store of dog grooming in Albuquerque is Premier <laughs> Pets Grooming Salon. <laughs> Check out Premier Pets Grooming Salon, 4020 Peggy Road, Southeast Suite L. Uh, Van, I know you did not board your dogs whenever you traveled to Radio Row. You let the misses stay with them. But you going to treat them boys to a little grooming when you get back? Absolutely. They're, they're going to need a nice spa day because their separation anxiety is through the roof when I'm gone. <laughs> so it's going to be rough on the kiddos. Five, he, he's saying that like he doesn't have the same thing that, that's going on oh, with yeah. him. Yeah. So Van's going to walk in with that haircut and say, listen, I just I really want to look like my dog. I need my dog to look like that. <laughs> like, like trim it up, shape it, do what you got to do. 505-974-2285. Thank you to Premier Pets Grooming Salon uh, for being a part of what we're doing. So that was, yeah, that's special and unique and fun of them. The Laker game last night on the court, it was neat because – when LeBron is on, the crowd goes. Like yes. when LeBron enters sure. the game, when LeBron hits a a jumper, when anything, LeBron, yeah. And when Westbrook is ha- was oh. even touching the ball, oh, I think we sat next to the one Westbrook <laughs> fan uh, yeah, in the state lying, of California. Man. You ain't lying. And she was so supportive after every brick, after every turnover. Next time, I thought she was actually predicting the next turnover. No, next time I was like, no, he's not doing anything <laughs> better than what he just yeah. did. Well, well, boys, to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, <laughs> to be fair, he did have another triple double last night. If you count turnovers, turnovers yeah. and missed threes, <laughs> you got me. I looked right at the screen. I was like, no, he didn't. The hell, he did. <laughs> yeah, the uh, yeah, him out there and that one fan, like, you got it, Russ. Oh Russ, my God, I believe in you. Yes. Russ. Russell! Quit saying we. It's you. <laughs> it is yeah, you. Say I believe yeah. in it. And her boyfriend was like, no. No, no he didn't say no, nothing all night. No. He, she. I don't know. He was no. like, what game are you watching? Yeah. He kept sitting like one seat further away yeah, from all her. The time. <laughs> Each quarter, yeah. he got a row further away from well, her. Well, but in, we didn't have to worry about it in the second half because uh, Russell didn't play. He didn't. <laughs> no, nope. They were, nope. No, nah, they were like, listen, we got uh, this other cat you never heard of, and he produces just as much. Yes. So, and the crowd – doesn't dislike him. That's the thing. Right? Yes. It was very loud, very audible. 
I don't want to hear anyone saying, well, you know, they're trying to, to, to form this narrative. We were there live. Yeah. In the place, and they were booing him. Well, and congratulations to you, Robert, because I know you're a lifelong Laker fan yes. on seeing Russell Westbrook play his last game as a Laker. <laughs> That's fair. Well, he was he was there. I don't know about playing. <laughs> he suited up. He did hit two jumpers. He hit a little floater and a little jumper. He hit on two possessions in a row. And I like I had this moment in my mind where I was like, I don't want to say it because I don't want to jinx. Oh, boys, but breaking news. Break it. I got it pulled up just now. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Russell Westbrook traded to Bishop Sycamore High School. Okay. <laughs> you can ball. <laughs> uh, it was, yeah, it was a good evening. I'm glad we decided to uh, make the trip over there because we were going to do the BS show. Right, right. Yeah, we, we did not do the BS show, which we were a world of disappointment. In, but, uh, I mean, we came across Lakers tickets. So Yeah, what are we going to do? Yeah, we. Well, I mean, what are we going to do? Yeah, what are we going to do? That's, well, a, that's a hard choice. The BS show podcast we will do with you from Radio Row. Uh, Sons yesterday. We're going to do it at some point. There we go. Yeah, we'll, so, we'll get it done. So that'll be good. We're going to enjoy doing that. Obviously, Radio Row starting to pick up. Why we're here, uh, just celebrities galore coming in. And it's like, you know there's a lot of nondescripts. We were talking about Grace and Allen earlier. I know Van just did a double take of someone walking by because he thought it was Mark Bolger twice. And it's, <laughs> and it's like, no, I don't, I don't feel like Mark Bolger is here. I don't. Well, I'm going to tell you, uh, I don't know if Van saw it when we were upstairs in the conference room uh, a little while ago. I super fanboyed out for oh, no. Warren Moon. Yeah. He, and he still looks like he could throw at least 250 yards and three touchdowns right now. After getting, like, just knocked down right before and, like, bouncing back. Yeah. He looks great. Yeah, he how looks come, great. How come no one's talking about Warren Moon in this quarterback carousel coming up next year? Great question. <laughs> great question. <laughs> the satchel page of yeah. NFL quarterbacks. Like, I'm just going to go, boys. I got – hey, so I, I wasn't able to get up there. Obviously, I was catching up with our friend Tory Smith, friend of the show. But was he wearing a powder blue suit? Because I feel like there's no, – like, because if I had, if I had, like, the swag where I could. Like, when we were talking uh, yesterday to Randy Grimes, I was like, why are you not in creamsicle? Why you? Oh, that's yeah. Yeah, yeah. What, you should only be in Cream Circle forever, ever. Agreed. Ever, ever. Agreed. Yeah, Radio Row has uh, just been an absolute blast, and we're so very fortunate to be here. And uh, you know, one of the reasons we're able to be here is because of the Duke City Gladiators. Their season is kicking off in March, and I know they have tryouts the last week of February. So, if interested in being a part of that, reach out to the Duke City Gladiators through their social media or website platforms and become a part of the team. You know, I mean, not just like a player, but like a friend of the team. Become like part of the organization and everything they have going on. So, thank you so very much to them. Whenever we get back, we're going to connect with former Raider Robert Gallery and what he... What, oh, let me start with... <clears throat> And whenever we get back, we're going to connect with former Raider Robert Gallery and what has brought him to Radio Row. Two Men On, live from Radio Row in Los Angeles, is brought to you by Jersey Mike. Jersey Mike, a sub above. Welcome back to the program. Radio Row has brought us a lot of individuals, obviously a lot of former NFLers, a lot of athletes, and one of those is Robert Gallery. But we're talking about what you got going on after your playing career. And you're here representing a really good organization, Vets Solutions. Um, talk about it a little bit. Talk about what's going on and, and how there's a resource out there for individuals who might need some help mentally and spiritually and emotionally. Yeah, uh, kind of the, the gist of it is, uh, you know, after my playing days, I dealt with some uh, some TBI issues yeah. um, I, once I found out <laughs> that it was from 
So some tra traumatic brain injury, uh, I dove into uh, getting healthy uh, physically and mentally. I uh, went through a couple years of, of doing the, the normal, you know, pharmaceuticals, the things, uh, you know, the modern day uh, medicine, um, and just things didn't get better. And I was introduced to uh, Marcus Capone, a, a former Navy SEAL yeah. uh, who started uh, a foundation after his uh, treatment changed his life. And uh, I went through... Uh, that process, uh, received that uh, psychedelic therapy treatment uh, and uh, completely changed uh, my life and my family's life and uh, just, uh, you know, the way my brain works. Um, and it's just uh, so I'm here to, you know, help um, for support of our veterans, obviously, with 20 suicides a day uh, for our veterans. You know, I want to get the word out uh, for them, but also for for athletes. You know, we have guys uh NFL guys that have had issues. Uh, we see the suicide rate is going up with, with, with athletes or, or other issues. So it's just uh, another option for guys. It's not a fix for everyone, but it's uh, something that is, uh, you know, available for guys and is, uh, is a real fix uh, for some of the issues uh, we may have post-playing days. So I, I'm familiar with the positivity of psychedelics. Uh, as far as mental illness goes, I used to be in the mental illness field before changed careers and then came into radio and entertainment. Yeah. So, so I understand how a, a positive impact the psychedelics can have. And you mentioned traditional medicine versus psychedelics. Can you unpackage that a little bit for you? What effect that had? Uh, you know, for me, it was you know the the antidepressants these these. Uh Pharmaceuticals that I was on, uh, did it help uh, some? Uh, I learned over time it more mass stuff, uh, yeah. so it made it sure. uh, maybe a little better. But it was, you know, seventy uh, percent of, uh, or you know, seventy percent of, of terrible is is still not great, you know. And so for me, it was a couple years, and and I didn't think there was any other answer. And uh, to be, you know, it's hard to talk about, but you know, for me, I didn't know you know, when the point was I was going to make a mistake uh, and let, you know, uh, you know, I had the suicidal nightmares. I had the suicidal ideation, these things that were going on in my brain that, you know, I couldn't control. Uh, and when you understand like, hey, this is, you know, it's until you've been there, you don't understand what it's about. But the, these these medicines would help for a little bit. And over time, it was back in the same spot. Uh, so when I was introduced to the, the psychedelic therapy, you know, I, I was a different person after a weekend. And, wow. And, and, and it's, you talk to these guys. I talk to uh, a lot of veterans who have been through the program uh, before I went and did it. And, so, you know, it was kind of like everyone else. Like, like it's unbelievable. Like, uh, right. you can't believe this stuff. Sure. Right. Uh, and I was, but I was so uh, in the need for help that I bought in. I did the, the, the work beforehand with the therapist, the things to to get the most out of it and when I came out I was that guy like telling the story like and you know, I was a different person and my wife will tell you I was a completely different person she said she got um, you know her husband back or our kids got their dad back um, you know for months afterwards she's like you just just would just stare at me because I you know the rage that all these things these issues I was having in a weekend you know it, it changed things around and i still work daily to do things it's not a magic pill right um, but for me i still work daily with you know hyperbaric chamber therapy and 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 all these different things to keep it but it was a, a reset for my brain and it, it has been for many many guys i mean there's scientific research um you know they're doing uh, marcus's uh, organization they're they're working with hospitals doing studies um and you know going through it for me it's like 
you know, if I can help, like they've helped 450-some veterans so far, funded them to go do this. Amazing. And the, the turnover for those guys is, is the percentage is so high of changing their lives. I, you know, if I could do that for one NFL guy, that will get the conversation right. started that, hey, this is, you know, it's okay to have issues and talk about it. I, uh, you know, some guys uh, aren't able to, to speak about it. I luckily, um, you know, at my darkest time, you know, talk to my wife about it. I mean, she knew things were, I was struggling, but not to the extent that I was. And once we dove into things and then had this um, opportunity, you know, I want to, I want, if I can help one guy uh, talk about it so we don't have more NFL guys committing suicide or having other issues as right. we've been seeing, um, then it's, um, you know, well worth it for me to, to open about, up about what I went through. So I served in the Marine Corps, and I know there was, there's a lot of apprehension when it comes to psychedelic, psychedelic treatment. Was it, or therapy, is it the same for professional athletes as well? Yeah, I think we're all, you know, uh, you know, I, it's hard for me to put myself in, in your guys' presence uh, of military veterans, but we do, we think the same. And that's why when I heard Marcus on, uh, Marcus Capone on Marcus Luttrell's uh, podcast, you know, I was thinking when I hear Marcus tell his story, I'm like, that is me. Like, I stopped on the side of the road driving, <laughs> right. you know, up through the mountains, called my wife, and it's like, listen to this podcast. And it was in a dark time for me. And I said, this guy talking, I think it's me. Like wow. the rage, the, uh, the, uh, the depression, the, all these things, um, you know. So, it, yeah, it's very hard. And for me to open up, you know, I you know, luckily have a very supportive family. I have a, a great wife. I've, you, know, I, you know, I'm not broke. You know, all these things that add up, you know, people, the stigma of suicide or, or having mental health issues. Right. People are like, oh, I can't believe this guy did that. Yes. Uh, well, I can. You know, he's broke. His marriage was ruined. Like, it's hard enough. I had the greatest situation in the world as far as family wise and support. And it was still hard for me. I almost made that mistake of of not asking for help. Uh, so it's definitely a stigma, but it's something once you've been through it. Uh, you know, it can definitely help, uh, you know, other people, and that's why I'm open talking about it. So, And we're just so very fortunate, Robert. Robert Gallery joining us, former, second overall, is that second overall draft pick in 04 off 04, the top of my yep. head. And whenever you came out to the NFL from Iowa, Iowa's obviously about as big of a football school as you can go to, and, and now you're at this point where you have to communicate um, all these informations about yourself but how difficult is it to break down the barrier of going from hey i've had a success at this level and professionally i've done these things and my personal life looks from the outside looking in like it doesn't have a single flaw in it how do you overcome that part of a conversation however our friends of the show might identify that when you're speaking to someone and you're trying to explain your story what are some tools you use to say it's okay to not be okay you know, I think, you know, a lot of it for me was the, the psychedelic therapy got me started because I, you know, it, it helped with, uh, you know, my ego and different things that before I'm like, I don't want people to know about this. Right. And it made me uh, more open to, to speak about it. And at the end of the day, yes, is it still a touchy thing? I'm a very private person. I always have been. But for me, uh, seeing and talking to all the veterans that have been through uh, Marcus and Amber's program, uh, or that they've helped out, you know, if I can help one guy, I see, you know, I see a guy that I emailed his foundation and the next day he called me. Yeah. Mm. Right. Wow. He, he wasn't selling me anything. He was, I said, I need help. And, you know, I want to do that for someone else. And he's him and his wife and their organizations uh, organization have been doing that for many, many veterans. Um, so for me, yes, when my ego says, Oh, I don't want my business out there, but I can also, I know the effects of, 
how it can change your life and save your life. Uh, and so for me, it's shame on me if I don't help someone. Oh, I had a sure. I had a friend sure. uh, when I was going through my stuff that a friend of mine introduced me to. He was another veteran, and um, you know he helped me through a lot of tough times, and and he ended up taking his life. You know, and I owe it to him. You know, because hmm. I wish I wish I had met Marcus before this, so I could introduce him to this program. Mm -hmm. So. To me, it's shame on me if I don't. Yes, it's a, is it hard to talk about because we're supposed to be big, tough, everything's great in your life. Um, but for a lot of people in the world, that's not the case, and, and there are ways to get help. I, I know this is a, a hot-button subject, a, a sensitive topic, but I would be remiss not to say that during your playing career, you had hair all the way down your back. But today we're mullet bros, brother. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. You know, when I lost all the weight, you know, the long hair, I was like, this is not the same. I look like this skinny, like, kind of homeless looking dude with really long hair, super skinny. And now, oh, like, most to look like. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exact same reason. Yeah. yeah. Now it's like, hey, I'm still kind of hip, kind of cool with tattoos. You know, I'm still a big, tough guy, yeah. and the molds are back in. So, yeah, <laughs> I, I like it. VetSolutions.org is the organization you're here with and we're talking about. And, Robert, thank you so very much. You know, it's obviously this, we laugh a lot on this show, yes. you know, but we always turn it to the right temperature in the room when we're talking about mental health. And, you know, I, I personally, I've had my journey, and it's got Van, I know, has, and sure. Robert himself. And yep. For individuals to be able to have outlets to find their outlet, I think is just absolutely important. And, and is it the same recipe for everyone? No. But is it affording these ingredients to some people who might need them? It absolutely is, yes. So, Robert Gallery, thank you so very much. Anything we missed before we go? No, just uh, check out uh, check out their website, yeah. uh, vetsolutions.org, uh, and know that there it is okay. It is okay. Yeah. You know, we're talking to, you know, two guys that think they're pretty, pretty tough, you know, Marcus and myself, but it's okay to – uh, deal with these issues and talk about it and I'm a better person now for being able to open up about it and and hopefully help the next guy that maybe one person that hears this um, you know will be able to move forward in his journey. Robert Gallery, thanks so much for joining us today. Your story really resonates with me. It's big in my life and on this show, Two Men On, we take mental health very seriously here. And you can check your partner, Marcus Capone, CEO and creator of VetSolutions.org on the podcast, wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, SoundCloud. More when we get back. You're listening to Two Men On on Radio Row, 95.9 FM, AM 610, The Sports Animal. Now, now betting for, for the Sports, sports animal, animal, your, your afternoon, afternoon drive. drive. Number, Number two, two, Men On, Van, Van Nunley, Nunley and Fred, Fred Slow. Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. 5 o'clock hour, it's quitting time. But not for your boys, because we're still no way. At, we're still at Radio Row, and we're having an absolute blast. That, sit down with Robert Gallery, huh, boys? Yes, sir. That's a phenomenal interview. Ooh. Yeah, he was he was a wealth of information, especially on something that we've touched on here on the show many a time. Yeah, I mean, and I think, you know, I always mention that, but it's like we laugh a lot, we throw jokes, and, and often at the expense of each other and those that are adjacent to us. But there is a point in time whenever we have those conversations about mental health where uh, you just have to find the right pacing. You have to find the right energy for it, and, and Robert gave it the level of severity that it deserved. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So thank you to he and and obviously they got a they got a good 
approach and idea going on over there. So so best of luck in helping everyone. How'd that hit with you, Robert? Because I, I mean, it's it's geared towards veterans. Well, it, it's I've I've had buddies and I've seen it firsthand how it's not handled correctly, how it's pushed down, right. how it's not dealt with head on. So it's great to see that there's resources out there. And it's not just only veterans as well, because veterans are, you know, tight knit, tight knit community. Now it's spilling over to the athletes to know, hey, we have a kinship here. So I, I, that's 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 dope. I think it's a beautiful camaraderie. In between yeah. the athletes and yeah. and you know the military personnel, because it's a, it's a similar mind state. Like we we talked briefly about the gladiator mind state and the warrior mind state, mm -hmm. and how hard it is for you know you you live in that area right. of life that a lot of people don't know what that's like. Yes, a lot of people don't know what it takes to be at that upper echelon of, of those two those two uh, of those career fields yeah and robert made mention of uh of of marcus obviously so he made mention uh marcus capone and we we also were able to capture that yes so we have that interview as well but that's going to be available on the podcast so if you want to explore more into that world it's going to be available now on the podcast uh find the podcast at talk abq that's on itunes stitcher uh spotify everywhere everywhere yeah everywhere well, you sure. get a podcast we're there hey you know we have the whole show on there as well you know, listen to a beginning to end but yeah. we also separated all the interviews you yeah. want to you hear something you really like on here you want to go back and listen again we got it separated for you and there's a lot of great interviews that didn't make it on air either so make sure you check it out yeah absolutely and i mean that's what this is afforded us right it's afforded us an opportunity to to connect with some stories and some people we don't normally have the chance to uh but there's still news of the day right boys yes yeah, so yeah. you know earlier four games will be played in two cities in germany what will Four NFL games oh my will be played in two cities over the next four years in Germany. So that's going to be Munich and Frankfurt. Four, two apiece. Two apiece. Ah, that's crazy. Two apiece. That's out of the nowhere. The NFL is going to Germany. That's Remember how much of a big deal it was to go to London? Sure. Now it's just going a little further, a little further, a little further. You, I, I think one day there's going to be a team across the pond. Oh, there has to be. Yes. I mean, Jacksonville is basically their, their hometown is London. Who, who's gonna Who's gonna be Who's gonna be Munich? Who's gonna be Frankfurt? No, that is so true. My team played Jacksonville in London, and I was like, "This is a home game for them." Yeah, <laughs> they're there every year. All right, so what's the actual story that's gonna come out then from the NFL? Because this is this is I'm telling you, this yes. is a false flag right here. Wait, wait, wait. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Why do you think and that? I'm just saying. Why do you think that, Fred? All right, hear me out. Here. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. So B, all right, so B-Flow is like, hey, the NFL's racist. Hey, the NFL mm. don't care. And then women are like, hey, the NFL's sexist. Yeah. The NFL don't care. And then who's the next? Like, what's it going to be? It's going give, give to me, give me a minority class that's going to immediately say the NFL's out to get us because these stories here are the stories that are going to get the ticker on ESPN. Yeah. And it's like something is going on, and the NFL sets it up in a way to where if it's going on, you're not going to know about it easily. That's what I this like is. That. I like They're that. They're telling me we're going to Germany because the NFL is well oppressed. Someone. I mean, and I love the, I love that the NFL is like imposing their will on another place that doesn't want the NFL. Like, there's no part about Germany that screams we want an NFL franchise here. No. Like, no. They they want soccer. They want to erase their military history. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and they, 
want to make really good <laughs> fermented foods. Like, I don't think they want football. Oh, is that is that the, the one where they has the spikes on the shoes and the little <laughs> ball that's made out of pig? That's a fun one, I guess. We could let it play here. Well, oh. Vivo that was too good, man. Yeah. That was too good. <laughs> Vivo put the football in Frankfurt Stadium, and use will enjoy it. And so, we're, we're like, use a, or what should have happened here? Fred should have done his first, <laughs> okay. and then Van. Then yeah, that well, would have been. Also, NFL wants to come to Munich. I'll tell you what. <laughs> you you burn all of our history books, yes. and then we will take your American football. Uh, <laughs> we will only take the game if it's the Patriots versus the. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's we'll it. see. We'll see. They they get it's like a, it's like Thunder and Lightning though with the NFL. You get like you get a real flashy Lightning story like this where it's good. Hey, cool news going on, and then you about to get the blow for sure. And and it's going to come today or tomorrow in the end of the news, but it's going to come. And, it's coming, huh? And we'll be talking about it here at Radio Row. And what is it right now, Eastern? It's three thirty Eastern right now. That's about right. Yep. At three thirty Eastern, in an hour and twenty minutes, ten minutes before five o'clock, it's they're going to drop a bomb. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, here we go. Also, like, if you send American broadcasters over there, I'm out. I want I want German broadcasters yes. with that energy of soccer and and Man, hate of everyone in the EU. I ain't watching that, bro. <laughs> I'm not watching that. It better be us over there. <laughs> That. All right, so you're telling me you want America to reinvade Germany? <laughs> <laughs> Do not put those words in my mouth. All right, <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying you want to put football into Germany. All right, so already you're you're what's that called when you take someone else's culture and you make it your own? You know, like uh, like we uh, did appropriation. With rock and roll. Yeah, yeah, appropriation. Okay. Wait, wait, yeah. wait. You're, you're looking at them right here. What are you talking about? Well, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I'm just if we're trying to appropriate Germany. Yeah. It's the American way. Okay. Well, thank you. That's, <laughs> that's the energy. But, all right, boys. So you think sending it to Germany, but when do you stop? Like, you you boys want to be in Russia with football. That's like you get, you're going to eat your cake and want more of it too? All right, the natural progression, it just grows and grows and grows. We do France. We do Spain. We do Russia. You do Italy. And it's, except for that one horrible game, it should have already been in Mexico regularly. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Uh, hopefully – I'm not one of these people that want to see a team overseas. Just I don't know how that would work. Like, I, I have a hard enough time waking up early enough to get the London game. Like, for <laughs> real. And I'm luckily – luckily there's two teams that I don't care about that usually play in sure. that London game. So, we'll see, man. I, I, they haven't announced who will play in these games. But I'm very curious if that's what you we're You know it's go. got to be the, the bottom four teams in the league. Yes. You're not going to send, like – Bears and Cowboys over there. It's not going to be. But do you do that though? Because in in Mexico, that's different. You know, it, sure. it's right across the street. Good. But when you go over there, don't you want to send your best to at least say, "Hey, this is our best form of this." Well, they, they're just like they take what they can get, right? Like, yeah. You, you know, there you go. Hey, you got to like earn that. it. You got to work your way up to it. You okay. got to work your way up to the Packers. We I don't just give saying. you the Packers. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. But look, I mean, it's honestly, it's not really that far. That jaunt across the ocean isn't that much further than New York to L.A. Are you talking about the circumference of the earth again? Because I'm not willing to have that conversation. I don't believe that you fly to the North Pole to fly to Europe. Look, I don't understand the you're path. Not, you're, not, you're not talking to Kyrie Irving here. Yeah, like, oh, I, I understand the movements of celestial yeah, bodies. Yeah. Yes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> 
<laughs> Radio Row is, I tell you, it's, it's a lot of laughs and it's a lot of fun. But whenever you do try to dive into these topics, because as we're discussing, we were we're going through 100 interviews, right? Yes. And we're like, hey, uh, football in Germany. And people are like, no. <laughs> like, How is it going to work? Yeah, football here. Yes. You know, and as, as we're like, yeah, it'll be a good TV product. You watch it at the pub and, you know, wherever, maybe wherever you watch your soccer matches at or whatever you can go watch. But I agree with you, Van. I don't think, I don't think America, or you, Rob, I'm sorry. Not, I never agree with Van. I agree with you, Rob. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. think NFL fan is going to make exception to watch the game just because no. it's over there. Because no. on the TV, it looked the exact same. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. But it's at 8 in the morning. Yes. Why don't you want to watch football at 7 in the morning, 6.30 in the morning, whenever it is? Same reason I don't live in Hawaii. That's too <laughs> very true. Yeah, it's too early to get up and watch football. And it's very hard when you're in Hawaii to watch football. <laughs> it was a blast when we did it, though. Yeah, well, hey, we, we, it was good. One time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't watch Monday night, and I don't watch Thursday night. I yeah. just don't care. Look, you're not going to get over it because you're just mad that there's football in Germany and not St. Louis. <laughs> I think that's what it is. You just made the big correlation. <laughs> and here goes Fred. He He's walking away. Yes, you just made the correlation. All right, more two men on when we get back. You're listening to 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Two men on. Live from Radio Row in Los Angeles is brought to you by Jersey Mike's, a sub above. Welcome back to the program and how very fortunate we are to be at Radio Row and how very fortunate we are to be joined by one, Kenny Main. Yes. Yes. Kenny, you are here at Radio Row because, uh, well, I mean, Caesars brought you, right? So I I saw you come in. They carried you on the shoulder thing. It was a whole production. (laughs) You took off the gold crown, sat down, and here we are. I don't have that many handlers. I one time I saw Adam Sandler, who was and no no knocking, he's big shot. He's sure, the sure. biggest, yeah. I would there say. There might have been like nineteen people. It was it was like Muhammad Ali coming yeah. to the ring, which I ushered the Ali Holmes fight, by the way, in Las Vegas. Oh, oh, wow. There's your Albuquerque connection right no. there. <laughs> <laughs> Albuquerque connection is we at ESPN some years ago. It's been like ten years. We went around the world for a couple of years and did crazy sports, all these the Palio, you know, the ho- crazy horse race right, in Italy. Yeah. Uh Irish road bowling, Muay Thai boxing in Thailand. You chased a cheese roll down a hill. We did not do that. Okay. We looked at it. We passed on that. So the the third year, they didn't want to spend as much money. They do the same bit, but stay in America. All right. So we found unusual things, a mud game up in New Hampshire and this and that. Motorhome demolition derby in Costa Mesa, California. Yes, thank you. Talk about bloodlust. They wanted (laughs) (laughs) It was like a Simpsons episode. But in New Mexico, go to Albuquerque. And then tell me the Socorro? Socorro. Socorro. Yeah. yeah. And they have this crazy once a year golf thing. You drive to like eight or nine thousand feet and then you gotta hike another thousand feet up and you play one hole. The hole isn't a hole, it's a big giant circle. Um, but it's five miles away. Explosion crater, yeah. I would assume. <laughs> yeah. So yep. you you have a couple of spotters and they and they got binoculars and you got a walkie-talkie and you have ten balls. Every time you lose a ball that adds a stroke. I finished second. I was very proud of my performance. Yeah, well, in a two-man scramble, that makes sense. No, no, no. I was by myself. Oh, okay. <laughs> the, the champ, the guy, the guy that wins every. There were like only about nine or ten people that did it. It wasn't a big field, um, but it was an amazing experience that I'll never do again. And <laughs> it was fun. I enjoyed it. Good friend, 
from uh, New Mexico as well. So we, we got a couple connections going on. Jo joining us on the program. Uh, you just said my name. Like We reset. Okay. We, we get a minute out of the, the – <laughs> the, so we're drive time to get off work. It's a, a lot of friends of the show. We welcome back Kenny we, Mayne. We haven't decided which segment we're going to use. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There we are, go. Are you, we don't know if you're 415 yeah. or 545. So, shoot, Kenny, are we playing you at 5 and 440? <laughs> there we go. Back to back. Do what you want. Here on behalf of Caesar Sportsbook, um, and I love this because we talk – all we do is talk betting. We hey we love sports, but what we really love is being invested due to a little bit of a little bit of cheddar we put on. Well, those everybody, games. that's the thing. Everything changed. Where I think, well, there was money to be made too. That was part of it. Maybe principally the reason why the leagues and the networks. Oh, gambling's okay now because it wasn't that long ago we would get in huge problems, trouble if we mentioned anything. Right. right. You remember how Brett Musburger was expert at, and Al Michaels does it pretty well. Like. Oh, interesting play, though, that some people will have. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but now it's, you know, Wild Wild West. So I do some work for Caesars. I'm in their commercials. I make little videos. I got a bit coming out with Allison Becker, my friend, the actor. There you go. This week we did a fake little NFL preview show, Super Bowl show. Uh, but they let me make up two prop bets. Of the 2,000 Caesars prop bets, I got to make up two of them. Oh, oh okay. Wow. I'm, yeah, give me one and All I'll right. tell you what I would do. Okay, I made up one of them. All right. The other one was given me, but I got to write it. So – in college, I threw a 59-yard touchdown pass. I really threw the ball like 12 feet to Michael Morton. You know, Johnny Morton, Chad Morton, Michael Morton sure. is the same family and runs a 4-3 back in the day. He ran 59 yards. So the prop is, will there be a touchdown throw by a quarterback 60 or more yards? Well, I think it would be 59 and a half, wouldn't it? it would be the yeah, over. That would be the over-under. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. They, don't, they don't mark in the books. It's, there's no such thing as a 59 and a half-yard touchdown. There we go. So I'm gonna right? take it's it's one or the other. It's they go. All right, I'm gonna take the push and go for an exactly 60 yard touchdown to Cup. Bet on black. No, on. 60 would be a winner for you. Okay, I'm taking it then. Okay, I, okay, I'm taking the over. And it's uh, plus 400. Well, th th I have 10 right now. Do you I ready hand for this it to one? You? This one I'm playing. Okay. Will there be in the game a fumble lost, an interception, and a missed field goal? All three things happen. All three have to happen. Plus so, 425. The and Holy Trinity. That's not bad. So this is a yes-no bet yes, right here. Yes, Okay. What I, I, think it, I think that's going to happen. There's definitely going to be a pick. There will definitely yes. be a pick. And there will probably yes. be a fumble. I don't know. It will be recovered by the home, you know, one team or the other. But And a missed field goal, that's, you know, that happens. Yeah. I'll give you this one for free right here. Give it. The first Bengals touchdown, the, dance, the dance is the icky shuffle. Oh, I like oh, that. Oh, yeah, that's right? a good that's one. Happening. What is that, like plus, plus 650, it's plus 750? That's pretty good. Yeah. I think some of the plays, I don't know, there's some that you get in the neighborhood of too much knowledge. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, will somebody do that to me? You know, I don't want to go there because there's already that allegation, right? We've just had that in the Flores suit. Yeah. Right? right? Regarding teams not exactly trying to win. Sure. So, uh, hopefully everybody tries hard. So for someone. Wow, that's a thick wallet. What do you have in there? <laughs> <Me>? <laughs> That's the thickest wallet in America right yes, now. Yes, There you go. Ah, Kenny, look at that. A little, little business card there for love Kenny. It. So I, I love that you immediately called him out on that because this is an ongoing <laughs> bit a, on the show. Because, <laughs> look, we're the exact opposite. This is what I got going on. I don't even have a wallet. I did Everything not. I, have I got a quarter. I didn't bring a wallet. I got clip. some money, my license in case they check me, and I don't know why there I got a credit so, card. So, Kenny, you get my business card, but this is the one I give to the ladies at the bar. So it's uh, <laughs> very nice. Yeah, so I have different energy. Yeah, uh, it, it, yeah. It, it we're looks, not going to repeat that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look, looks like a serial killer card, yes. but don't worry <laughs> about it. Uh, so for someone like me who's not very much versed in betting, we can corrupt and you. things like that. <laughs> so how how can this be steered when it comes to the Caesar Sportsbook? I know the prop bets are very easy, but 
Is this something that's sustainable besides the, the Super Bowl? Well, people like action seven days a week, don't they? They're, right. Uh, yeah. There's people betting. There was a story about a guy who, who in the 60s, I think, he became an expert on Big East basketball, and nobody in the country was paying the same attention. No, I'm sorry, Ivy League basketball. Okay, sure. Me. And he's the guy that knew the thing that other people didn't know, and he was able just to mess with the system. Now – so much is tell everything's televised, right? Right. You can take in the feed when the old days you couldn't, and you didn't really know what the players were going to do. Uh, but to answer your question, I think absolutely. You know, there's how many of these gambling companies around here all, all sticking their name out, and there's league relationships and team relationships. I think everybody has just thrown in and said, people like action. It's kind That's of right. more fun watching a game. The right. nervousness yeah. of what's going to happen. Yeah. We, we had we had the Miz on yesterday, and I know squat about professional wrestling. Right. But my mother loves dancing with the stars. Does Caesar have like a dancing with the Good stars? <laughs> like, to pull in the casual or the person that's who's not well No, because I like to gamble on dancing with the stars. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I was misjudged on that program. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. I was terrible, but I wasn't as bad as Master P. Good guy. I got along with him great. Yeah. He didn't even care. He wanted out. So he just like stood in the middle of the floor and did nothing. I was trying my ass off. I was running, chasing my girl around. <laughs> yeah. Kenny's escalator like a two out of three, like a dancing with the stars, then like a spelling bee. And the mo motorhome demolition derby. There yeah. it is. There <laughs> it is. I'm about to spend Kenny's money on the fridge prop. Okay? Oh, that's oh, an yes. interesting one. Hey, wait a minute. Potential spam is calling me right now. Should we get it? Well, like live on air? Let's get, let's get, get it. Let's get start. It. Let's see. Hey, potential spam. How's it going today? We're on the radio in Albuquerque. What's your question? Well, Capital One's not interested in this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do I? IRS? Do I have a <laughs> <laughs> student loan? Car insurance. All right. So okay, what, you, what you got to do is when you get a scam call, you sell them Herbalife. Oh, yeah, I went, I went another way. I got the IRS one, so I waited. I didn't want to call back on my own line, but I got to work, used the house phone, called the number that had called me. And I didn't know the IRS had relocated to Mississippi. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's fun to mess with them. Why is he pointing at us? What happened? Well, sometimes we have a clock because we have to have commercials. Why? <laughs> <laughs> What's the, why can't you just do it for the love of radio and broadcasting? So, uh, so passion professions yeah. to me are, uh, well, they're not advantageous financially. Any defensive player to score an offensive touchdown is plus 3,000. Kenny, are you putting your own money on that one? It's worth a stab because right? I think both teams are going to throw. It always happens, right? L.A. for sure. Yeah. They're going to probably have three gadget plays. And I think Cincinnati might do it to get a little pressure off their quarterback. Very true. Try some mess. Was it? It's called the fridge prop for refriger the refrigerator. Yeah. Okay. William yeah. Refrigerator Perry. Will. Yeah. And I, I heard a story last night. That's kind of how crazy stuff like that had started. And he ended up scoring yeah. in that game. And the guy who made it, who wrote, wrote the thing in the booking section, thought he was in trouble. They're like, no, no, no. We don't care that we lost. You, you doing that and people winning is good for us because right. it brought this new attention to the, the casino. They're not going – they're not losing money. No, no. It's okay. Yeah. They can lose money in uh -huh. some things, yeah. and that's almost a benefit, right? I've been to the Palace. Caesars is doing all right. Boys, any questions before we go? Let's wrap it. That's wrap it. it. Kenny, did we miss anything? Uh, we talk about my foundation. I want you right now. Give me no. Uh, we talked no. about before. I don't know. I don't know who I am right now. So I ruined my ankle in football in college and got this new device that lets me play like flag football last night with yeah. the veterans. And we, my wife and I, started a foundation called Run Freely. R-U-N-F-R-E-E-L-Y. Run Freely. There it is. Dot O-R-G. And we are getting these 
devices on the legs of veterans who have ankles like mine or worse. Oh, heck yeah. And getting people out of pain. It's, it's amazing and such a blessing like to, to give them and hear back from them what it did to change their life. One guy was just like, dude, I get to walk with my daughter at the park now. Oh, wow. wow. I mean, oh. How, how pure is that? Oh, look yeah. at that. Goosebumps. Yeah. Other people have gone back to work, and, you know, it's just a blessing. I was lucky to get mine, and I get to do athletic things that I can't do otherwise. I can show you my ankle. It sucks. Um, I wear flip-flops or barefoot or slippers. I don't wear shoes because shoes don't bless me. But if I wear the brace or the device, um, but I just don't like putting it on every day when I don't have to. I just do it when I need it. Well, run freely. Another, another thing yeah. you should sell real quick is your workout routine. Dude, you are jacked. Yes. Yeah, what's what up? is going yeah, on? I'm, I'm sucking in my gut because <laughs> I'm worried about No, I'm, I'm, I still lift. I run sprints in the driveway with my brace. I don't. I could work harder, but I appreciate the false brace. A world of That'll talent. Be $12. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a world of talent on air and obviously able to help so many people through runfreely.org. Kenny Man, thank you so very much for your time. Thanks for having Whenever me. Whenever we get back, more program. You're listening to Two Men On, 95.9 FM and AM 610. Profits. Sports Animal. The Jim Rome Show, weekdays at 10. Smooth as ever. Smooth as ever. On 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Sports Animal. Welcome back from the break, and a little one-on-one action as the boys are away. I know they went to a Warren Moon press conference, so I hope they're enjoying that. <laughs> but uh, I stayed at home, and staying at home, it's an advantage for me because sitting down with me is former NFLer Tori Smith. Tori, welcome to the program. Thank you. Appreciate you having me. Oh, appreciate you coming out. What brings you out to the Super Bowl? What has you out at Radio Row? Well, now that I'm retired now, I'm actually uh, on the opposite side of the fence doing media. So yeah. I'm, I'm interviewing guys out here as well. Um, but also um, – Speaking up on behalf of the Black Women's Health Imperative. There you go. Uh, it's the first and only national nonprofit that's focused solely on the health and wellness of black women and girls. Um, it's very personal to me because they focus on getting women screened. And yeah. My grandmother just rung her bell from her, oh can- my God. From her, from her cancer treatment just last week. So yeah. um, it's something that has been an eye-opener for me. And it's because she was comfortable. She knew, she knew that something was off. She felt a knot in her neck. She was like, that's not normal. So she went and got checked. There you go. Um, so I think it's more important to get out in front of things health-wise. And uh, I'm, I'm happy to be a voice and to let people know about that and to get screened. That's really for specifically for black women there. But really all women, all men, we need to make sure that we're out in front with our health. Well, and it, it sounds to me like she was fortunate to find early detection. Absolutely. But not, but not just early detection. It's There's ways to go about that. You don't just come across to change. You can you can inspect regularly. Absolutely. Yeah. So I know with you working with the black women's uh, health imperative that there's a lot of suggestions, ideas on the website that explain how women can take care of their bodies and themselves and then the families that surround them. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's huge, you know, because those resources, especially in the African-American community, sometimes a quality health care is hard to come by. Yeah. And there's a also stigma. the fear, the yeah. stigma up. Like my grandmother, listen, she, my grandmother's like a lot of Americans. <laughs> she doesn't trust the health system until she needs them. Yeah. <laughs> and so for her, like, to be comfortable getting out in front, like, that was a big deal because if she didn't, we may not have her right now. Yeah. So oh, I'm man. extremely thankful for that. And I want to make sure that for a lot of these things that can be prevented or can be fought, don't let the fear of the medical doctors, you know, prevent you from saving your own life. Tori Smith joining us, former Baltimore Raven, former San Francisco 49 former former Even, NFL, yeah. right? Yeah, so, got a couple of rings on that during oh, my time. Okay. You, know? <laughs> you say it like they're not on – okay. So you NFL for a long time, you, you consider yourself an NFL player. That's your profession. But – 
you in the broadcast game now. Absolutely. When do you transition from calling yourself a football player to calling yourself a broadcaster? Man, I think I'm just myself, man. You yeah. Know, I like to think of everything is what I do. It's not who I am. So I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm very uh, diverse in what I'm interested in, things I actually like to do, right? I think it's amazing to stay close to the game, uh, to be able to talk about it, to – being in those locker rooms, being in those experiences, like especially at the Super Bowl, right? Right. I told people the only time I ever missed a game is during the playoffs and the first kickoff of the season. Yeah. I miss nothing about camp. I don't <laughs> miss a long drawn off season. <laughs> However, when it comes to this time, it's truly special. And uh, to be on the opposite side and know what these guys are thinking, also being a guy that's critiquing them, being smart about the way I critique them because I yeah. know exactly how it feels. And I know sometimes people are dead wrong on what they're saying. So uh, it's been fun to navigate this landscape. What, so how are the boys in support? Because I know obviously there's a fellowship in the locker room when you're playing. Hey, but now you're on the other side of the microphone. Now you're asking the questions. Right. You're giving the analysis. You're that guy. Is it open doors and accepting? And, and hey, Tori, come in and ask what – or is it, oh, you one of them now? You're on the you're, – yeah, you, you switch teams. <laughs> I think guys always know who you are. So I don't have any problems talking with guys because truth be told, I don't tell everything that yeah, we yeah, talk yeah. about, you know. Um, and for me, it's never been uh, a situation where – like, I don't know, I never wanted to be that guy. Yeah. Right? There's certain type of media people out here, and I'm not saying names. Right. But for me, like, I always like to say, if I can see it on video, I'll say it. If I can't see it on video and if it's my opinion of something and what I think, then I'm, I'm just not going to do that. If I can't, it needs to be backed up by evidence of something that I see schematically. Or that, but I'm not going to challenge anything that's, like, personally attacking a guy. It has to be drawn out. As you were talking about your journey through the NFL and I becoming a broadcaster, and you were, and I was like, hey, Tori, how do you identify? And you were like, just as myself. But do you feel like that NFL and the broadcasting is now going to give you the opportunity to help, like, the black women's health initiative? Do you think oh. all of that to now is actually the course of, of what you're going to do the yeah, rest of your it, life it professionally? Helps, you know, so when I retired, we opened up a, a rec center in West Baltimore. Took oh, over, hell yeah. Took over a rec center that's been closed down for about 13 years. Um, and, like, that's really where my purpose is. It's always been in the community, so this is just right along yeah. lines with that, you know, trying to help people. But at the end of the day, that's what it's all about. Joining us now, uh, Robert Gibson, co-host of Two Men On, and Van Nunley, who just came back from the Warren Moon meeting. Robert, I know you, you've talked to me about Tory Smith a lot. Yes. Like, I, you were, you've been a big fan. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> Recognize him from the back. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, because all your team spent so many years chasing him down the field. That's oh, why, yeah. That's, why you go, that's how you're going to do me? The back of the numbers. Oh, so, man. So, uh, so Tori, you were pointing out with the Black Helm Women's Health Initiative that you came into it with a personal experience, and that was your grandmother. Mm. But how many experiences have you grown after making that initial connection to the organization? Listen, I think it's, it's everywhere, right? Yeah. I, I think whenever you see a woman, um, specifically for me being an African-American male, like it, it hits home, right? I, I have multiple women on both sides of my family that have dealt with breast cancer right yeah. and a lot of these things it's just important to get screened for it doesn't mean that like if you get out in front you have a better chance and that's what it's all about oftentimes we don't go to the doctors until it's too late yeah right we have to get out in front and that's really what the blacks black women's imperative is trying to preach so i have a question i, I think I, I heard you earlier like how do you get ahead because we'll wait until, until it's almost mm-hmm. to the end for us to even show anybody, talk to anybody, or see anybody. Yeah. So, so what does the initiative do to get that 
initial go out and begin before it starts hurting or, or killing you? <laughs> I mean, that's what it's all about getting out in front of, right? You right. talk about the black community that comes from an issue that lacks trust. Yes. With America in general. Right. <laughs> right. It's right. so right. many different systems that exist, the criminal justice system, and health is just a part of that, right? And yeah. so you have to build that trust, especially with the older generation. I think the younger generation is starting yes. to, to, to get it a little more, understanding and trusting medical. But look at it, even how we are with COVID right now. There are some people like, oh, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. Yes. Until it's too late, and then right. they go to the hospital, right? Correct. So I think it's really just a, a people, you have to get comfortable knowing that, hey, one, you're not okay, but also just knowing that, hey, it's okay to get screened. That's just a exactly. part of maturing, and that's, and that's what we have to educate ourselves on. Yeah, and part of that is getting the information out there and making Absolutely. it accessible. That's well, and great. Absolutely. And I know you sat down and made an interview, Robert, after you came back from Warren Moon, but you had pointed out to me, Tori, before the broadcast, that part of this conversation is how easy it is to access people through gospel. Mm. And you were saying that the 23rd annual gospel celebration is Saturday night, and you're going to have a big announcement. Where is that available at, and how can those that are friends of our show have access to it? They can check it out. Um, it'll be on on, t on television live. The, it's yeah. a, the gospel performance is always a big deal around the Super Bowl. Yep. But also, everything that you need to know is at blackwomenshealthimperative.org. There we go. BWHI.org. And if you Google it, it's going to pop up. There we you know, go. doing some yeah. amazing yeah. things. Tori Smith, thank you for being you, and thank you for helping those. Thank you. Appreciate y'all having me. Whenever we get back from the break, more Two Men On, live from Radio Row. Two Men On, live from Radio Row in Los Angeles, is brought to you by Jersey Mike's, a sub above. Welcome back from the break. We're live from Radio Row, and we're with our very good friend and very new friend, friend of the show, John Sally. John, welcome. Wow, friend of the show. And you know what? Longtime listener. <laughs> First time on appearance. That's, that's yes, yes, and thank you. Yes, John. Uh, obviously, you, I mean, you're here. You know LA better than yes, anyone. I mean, I you do. know, you know the energy. Talk a little bit about what Super Bowl means to the city. Well, what it really means, you know, they they always talked about how much money was going to be into the city. Yeah. Uh, what it means is it's back to being the sexiest city in the country. That's what it is. With with us having the SoFi Stadium. The Rams playing in the game. It's it's going to change up everything. Uh, I'm downtown. I don't come down that much because uh, they don't give me free tickets. But <laughs> <laughs> if they gave me some free tickets, I would come down and we would see. But um, the city is really bubbling, and it just – goes on to what in the next uh, seven years we're going to have the Olympics. So anyone who's outside of L.A., the, the thing is, oh, there's no Rams fans. Do you think this championship will shut all of that up? Yeah, and you know it's funny. I, I met a guy at the Rams game, uh, Cohen, and he, lived, he grew up here, and he was a Rams fan growing up here, and he got his kids in New Jersey being Ram fans. So when they won – I call him. He FaceTimes me. He goes, say what up to my son. You said we wasn't <laughs> going to make it. You know? I was like, you want to fight? You're very aggressive. <laughs> I love any guest that we have that makes Fred look small. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Fred, Fred yeah. is like six and a half feet tall. Oh, yeah. And my daughter's at that height. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so, I mean, maybe I can get another inch or two with this Alkaline 88, John. Yes. So that's who has you out at Radio Road today. Yes, they do. Yeah. And it's, it's Shaquille. In case you want the, the great entrepreneur Shaquille, Shaquille O'Neal. Who's that? Shaquille, is Shaquille, that a nickname? Shaquita. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Most of the guys when I was playing got the Shaquita flu. Every time it was time to play Shaq, everybody got <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Uh, I'm just <laughs> I'm just joking, Ronnie Cycli. Uh, <laughs> oh, <yes. laughs> but yeah, uh, Alkaline eighty eight yesterday. Uh, he uh, the, the wonderful company of Alkaline eighty eight, yeah. which you can get uh, all over Costco. It's, it's everywhere. Yeah. Um, it was the Wounded Warriors game, and they went against the alumni football alumni, and once again undefeated the Wounded Warriors. And uh, you know, some people out there put their life on the line and having fun. And Snoop was a part of it. It was all a, a great uh, event. And I'm just glad that the brothers were able to put some Zoa. No, and I always see, if you know I'm a vegan, is how I kept my sexiness. Yeah, okay. And hey, I'm so hey, about yeah, drinking water. And, and, and I was, as soon as they said what it was in the company, I was like, yes. Because yeah. I can't be here for Carl's Jr. No. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to continue to kill animals. John Sally joined us on the program, and we're so very thankful to have you, John. Uh, before we cut you loose, uh, Big prediction on the game. Who, who, what's the score, and who walks away as the MVP? So this is the deal. The Rams are going to win. Okay. Because Von Miller needs another um, trophy. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, Stafford, he needs a trophy. Yeah. Los Angeles needs a trophy. We're so good at trophy carrying. Yeah. They have to. Think about this. You can't be in the town, right, where the Dodgers win, the Lakers win, right. the Kings win. You, the Rams have to win. They got to right. win. Right. right. Or the other two college teams, yeah. the Clippers or the, or the uh, <laughs> Chargers. Please. <laughs> wow, that sucks. See, I only did that because they're not here. That's all. John, I know you got to go, but thank you for taking the time. I yes. You're going to make all the rounds. Yeah. Uh, I, tall guys make eye contact. So we when do. You're, when you're on the other side of the room, make sure we still have that energy. It'll be like this. Yeah, what's yeah, up? John's got to run, but we're yeah. going to stay with it. So, as we – guys – how fortunate we are because you can say I'm John Sally the basketball player, but you can say John Sally the any hat. Everything. Yeah. I'm checking my pulse right now. That was high energy. He got me going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Hey, also, and I'm not the guy who's like, look at our big time flag, but when John Sally, who stands seven foot impressive, walks in in the first table he walks Bro, to, made when a he comes beeline to, the door, to us. Made a beeline to us. Sat down with us? Yeah. Yeah. Wanted to talk to us? Well, to be fair. To be fair. There's like four black guys in here, Robert. <laughs> yeah, well, well, John Sally's two of us, so there's nothing wrong with that at all. I, I, you know what? I didn't even get I, – I was happy that he called my Chargers a college team Ouch. in L.A. to be called. No, that's great because well, we're gr- usually Yaffle. We're usually <laughs> in the Apple League, but he called us a college team. So I was like, ah, he's such a nice yeah, guy. Yeah, so you're talking Pop Warner. What are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. yeah. You're talking about Dickie's Barbecue. That's yeah. what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, this has been a bit of a laugh. And, and the thing that's, to me, about Radio Row that's so much fun, and the whole reason we come out, right, to where it's, hey, the second John Sally, and John Sally's got to go. He's got other things he's got to do, right? Right. But as he's trying to go to those things after hitting your boys first, how many people are just on top of John Sally right here? Because this is the most full that we've seen Radio Road thus far. It's buzzing in here, and the lights are brighter, more flashier. Yeah. You're seeing more high-profile people. And we just had one of the biggest, John Sally, right here with us. You, I, you're a fan of not just the, the playing days, but the, the post, the, the entertainment. Yes, I, I, it was, I was like, man, I wish we had more time because he's big in the history of black stand-up comedy. And, you know, that's what I do as a black comedian. So yeah. just that was that was real invigorating for me. And it, so we've met, I don't know, Van, 100 people. We've met 100 different probably broadcast organizations since we've been sure, here. Sure, sure. And, we, you know, they all kind of have a similar story. None of them really have your story, though, Rob. None of them are stand-up comedians. None of them right. are making that jump. And, and it does seem a little unique. And you do feel that energy come together when connecting with the guests. And I think it goes a long way. And I think that John Sally interview is a prime example. 
Do you think he's right on bringing life back to L.A., though? Do you think he's right on the Super Bowl stuff? I don't I, think it left. Yeah? I don't, yeah, I don't think it left. It's still L.A. It's still downtown L.A. L.A. people know L.A. people. I, well, I, I think he – I was thinking he meant spread out from downtown L.A. Because downtown L.A. is always going to buzz, just like how we saw it last night. Sure. Uh, but think about closer to SoFi in Inglewood, maybe. Uh, but as far as us losing, when I say us, L.A., losing that buzz, I'm with you. It's never it's never no, went anywhere. Not even. Not never even. went anywhere. Is yeah, what, what has lost its buzz is Gatorade's quench gum. You see that, guys? You've got like two jars of quench. Oh, I, get, God. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen, I haven't seen yeah. that since I was 12 years old. <laughs> so you're basically saying you're going to go ask for one of them. I'm going to get two handfuls. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> the The sponsored content here is galore. With, I know there were a couple interviews we weren't able to get. I know we had uh, made effort to get, um, uh, oh, gosh, help me out, Rams wide receiver. Jefferson? Tyler Lockett. No, no, you're no, not the Rams uh, wide receiver, uh, Justin Jefferson, yes. Minnesota. Sorry, Justin Minnesota Jefferson. Vikings, yeah. right? Yeah, who was here on behalf of I think Old Spice. Old yes. Spice, right? yes. And it was so we go to Old Spice and we're like, we're like, hey, you guys got anyone else? And they're like, yeah, you know, we got Debo Samuel, and we're like, oh, cool, yeah, we'd love to, you know, interact with that. Oh no, uh, Old Spice, we we locked this thing up. Yeah, like, yes. we, yeah. I know. He's like, we booked these guys two weeks ago, man. Yeah, we <laughs> that we are we are Old Spice. We are not ones that don't play that game. Yes. So, uh, so again, John Sally, just too much fun, too too tremendous. And and was it a ton of sports content? No. But right. also, was I surprised that he forgot about his Detroit Heritage days and didn't want Stafford <laughs> to come to L.A. and get that Super Bowl MVP? Because that's a little surprising to me. Right. I, I thought that was going to be the obvious one, like connecting the two cities that, to me, are John Sally. Well, I think um, we're looking at a version of him that is 100% L.A., so I don't think he would even go back to the Detroit days unless he was in Detroit. Does that make sense? Since he's in L.A., he's going to always identify with the L.A. culture, the L.A. scene. Like forget where you came LA from? Vibe. No, not forget, but you know where you're at. Well, hard, hard segue. I'm so happy for Detroit because this is basic. I mean, it's an L.A. Super Bowl. This is basically a Detroit Super Bowl or is Detroit close as Detroit will ever get to a Super Bowl because Matt Stafford's here and Eminem is performing at halftime. Oh God. So <laughs> hey, congratu I, congratulations, I, Detroit. You made it. That's messed up. <laughs> you made it. <laughs> so do they put a banner up? They got, they got to. Yeah. This, oh, that's, that's an interesting like vibe though, right? Because yeah. Detroit is they gotta be LA fans right now, right? They have to everyone be. up everyone there. Everyone is. Yeah. Well they're gonna they're gonna do they like retire jerseys? They have to. I don't know. I've never been to a Lions game. I'm sure they have Barry Sanders twenty hanging from the Raptors. Stafford's gotta have that treatment as well. So this'll make it more you know, more eyes and more people will know about Stafford if he wins the Super Bowl. I honestly don't know about the Lions franchise. I just assume it's just Barry Sanders everywhere, and that's it. A couple of Megatron spring <laughs> sprinkled across there. Oh, uh, the wounds haven't healed yet. Yeah, Me yeah Megatron yeah, leaving early. Yeah, <laughs> they, you're right. They just got over Barry Sanders right. a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> yeah, this is, I don't know, this is a lot of fun. It's those kind of breaks that we need throughout the day. Boys, did we miss anything on John Sally? Any recap that, that we didn't come up with? Fun guy. Very fun. Yeah, very, Lots of energy. Yeah, unmatched. Yes. Also showed up in like a hoodie and and like some joggers. Like yeah. like yeah, open told sandals. He did not care. Correct. Like it's this is John Sally's everyday life. That's that's two interviews in a row with dudes are wearing sandals. Yes. And I am so churched up right now. I mean, 
that's kind of my shtick is being overdressed yeah. wherever I go, so it's it's not out of character. In that energy, I think like we can match it. We're those guys that can hang with that. But like, can you imagine being like Wichita Radio, and you're like, oh my, John Sally, <laughs> <laughs> like, like what? Up? <laughs> sorry, sir, we didn't bring the last of the way. We <laughs> sorry for you, guy. Hey, big thank you to Dickie's Barbecue as a part of what we're doing while we're out here. And big thank you to Pop Warner. We're excited to have them on often moving forward because, it, well, it's a good start for, for young kids in youth football. So we're going to be able to have them on the program a lot. Thank you to Tim Patel and everyone involved with them. Whenever we get back, more Two Men On, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Now, now betting for, for the sports, sports animal, animal, your, your afternoon, afternoon drive. drive. Number, Number two. two. Men on, Van Nunley and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Oh, my God. What did I do right in a previous life? I cannot believe that Sonia DeVille is joining us live on Radio Row. This is the greatest thing that's ever happened in the entire existence of me. Oh, my. I cannot top that intro, but thank you so much. He's, he's not exaggerating either, I'm telling you. <laughs> Yesterday we had The Miz on, and congratulations to The Miz to now becoming JV. Because Sonya Deville is with us. I will tell him. Yes. <laughs> we, we have some banter back and forth, so I will yeah. tell him. Oh. So what, I'll text you the photo we take, and we'll be like, jealous much? And oh, perfect. Yeah, and he'll say, he'll say what? Yeah. Who's that? I no, don't. Never. Yes. He'd be like, oh, my God. So uh, so we saw you from across the room, and I, I said, or Robert did, and Robert yes. was like, Robert's like, hey, Sonya Deville's over there. I'm like, cool, let me just beeline then. Because I'm not. <laughs> yeah. You, right. did, you were running and panting when you got to me. So <laughs> I do believe the story. Yes. I wear a mask when I run. So, uh, yeah, WWE superstar, and uh, well, you're the, you're on every show. Like, if they produce a show, they put you on it. This is true. You're yes. the face of WWE. Yes, I I love that. Yeah, I'm on uh, Raw, SmackDown, all the live events. So there we go. It's a pretty busy schedule. And like, how different is that though from not the busiest schedule before? Since you've come yeah. back, you have been. You've been at 100 if it's on a scale of 0 to 100. Yeah. But before that, what's that transition been back like for you? And on top of that, how's that exposure been for you and, and well, the Sony DeVille idea? Yeah, you know what? I'm the type of person I like to go 100 miles an hour. Yeah. And if I wasn't going 100 miles an hour, I would go crazy. Last year was a little rough. It was like working one day a week and driving to work was super weird adjustment, waking up in my bed every morning. Right. You know, it's bittersweet. It's good because I've never had that in the last seven years. So it was a good, like, little taste of normality yeah but i miss the road so it it's great you know i am on the road like six days a week now um so it's definitely crazy but i always tell people like this is the time to do it and this is the place to do it so we're out of albuquerque which loves mma background of mma was it a hard transition to go from that to sports entertainment you know i i tell people like there was a lot of unexpected like difficulties in learning wwe like it's so much harder than you think. Right. Um, but I do think that the MMA background helped with a lot of those things. Um, just like kind of like the fight stance and just looking the part and, and knowing the footwork and stuff like that. Right. That came more naturally because of my MMA background. Um, but, yeah, there's so many things that is so different about WWE. Right. Um, you know, falling on my, learning how to fall on my back and let myself fall there, go there it was hard at first. But, you know, um, definitely MMA definitely helped. What about like the the performance training? Because obviously it was a natural segue being a fighter to a wrestler. 
But what is it like getting in front of that microphone, working that crowd? Did that come naturally or did that take some work? So I actually, I started acting lessons when I was like 12. Sweet. My, oh, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Cool. My first yes. passion was <laughs> acting. Um, and so I got into MMA when I was like 16. And those were my two dreams, ironically. And so when I found WWE, it was like, wait a second, both of these dreams and passions exist in one world called sports entertainment. Like I didn't know that that was like an option until I found it. And that's why I fell so head over heels in love with WWE because it was literally my two passions culminated into one industry. Exact same thing with me, but it's the the peanut butter and jelly that's already <laughs> it's, it's already it's already swirled together. Yeah, I'm yeah. you don't have with to that. You, just, yeah. you just go in, also, you just go for yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And the fluff, remember fluff? Of course. Fluff. Oh yeah. man, such a great combination. So underrated yeah. now. I, I also grew up poor. I totally remember all. <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I do get that. Sonia Deville joining us, WWE <laughs> superstar. I want to talk a little bit about obviously the competition in the ring is what people know but you've had a lot of non-wrestling roles you've had a lot yeah. of non-competitor roles uh do you feel more like an actor do you feel more like a sports entertainer or is it all encompassing i, I think I'm a, I'm a very well-rounded sports entertainer yeah. but i think where i can thrive is where i have like that extra added experience in the performing aspect yeah. um and i've you know i've put in the extra work while with wwe i've continued my acting lessons with my coach sean whalen um who, who's out here in la via zoom and facetime and I, I do put the extra work in where, you know, that makes a big difference. And yeah. I think it's like a noticeable difference. Um, and, yeah, so I, I think I thrive in roles that are heavy on the performing side. Um, I like that extra added dimension and that extra added layer to my character. I want when you're watching, I want you to believe it. I want you to feel it. And I really want you to be able to, like, get into whatever it is that I'm uh, telling you about for the fan who doesn't know they just see some people who are stars in other elements who go right into WWE sports entertainment and they think there's nothing they just put them in the ring and I want to know is that really how it is or do, do they have to work towards being a WWE star well it, it depends you see people celebrities and people from uh, outside of WWE come come in in all different aspects right, right. You see someone like Bad Bunny who came in and absolutely crushed just, it. Yes. Like, yes. absolutely crush it. But that's for a couple reasons. First and foremost, he went to the Performance Center and trained his butt off because sure. he took it wow. so seriously. Yeah. And he really put in the time and the work that was needed to, to look that great. But also, growing up such a big fan and following it there so it closely, is. he understands what we do and he mm -hmm. understands how it works. And so he was just such a natural. Right. Um, so that's like my example of the best case scenario when someone comes in from outside. But, you know, there's people that come in for like one or two stints that obviously aren't going to put in that training or don't put in that training. And it's, but it's still fun. It's right. still entertaining. Um, Johnny Knoxville did great the other week <laughs> in yeah. the Royal Rumble. Yeah. So the, we, we do fun stuff with celebrities all the time. And um, I think when they leave here, they all have like a different kind of level of respect right. for what we do. So you don't know cool. this, Sonia, but I actually watched you get beat up in person at the Royal Rumble a couple weeks ago. I'm sorry, you watched me what? Yeah. Hey, I, let me let me <laughs> let me rephrase. You watched me mm -hmm. eliminate Naomi that after she unfairly eliminated me. <laughs> hey. <laughs> And then walk away with my head held high. Yeah, that's a great correction. There was, Thank there was you. a lot of <laughs> lot of justification the way I saw it. Thank you. But I, Saint, I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. It's a oh. it's a big wrestling Huge. mecca. Huge. Yeah. The crowd was so hot that night. It, it, it was amazing. In, in Salem, and you were talking about Giant Knoxville and Bad Bunny. So whenever you go out there, and you know it's going to be just energy the entire way through. Right. How do you pace that out? How do you not overwhelm me? 
in the first couple minutes WWE where I have exhaustion the rest of the show because it was fire to fire, yeah. start to end. Well, I think it's the diversity of the show. Yeah. And I think that's what we something that we do so well is we give you a little bit of everything. You have everything we have. The guys that are flying off the top rope and doing crazy things that are going to give you that, like, wow factor. We have the guys that are in there uh, battling it out after a story that's been going on for a year and a half, just telling you some sort of passionate story that you're invested in that way. We have uh, the Johnny Knoxville spots that are going to give you that, like, you know, that Hollywood crossover factor. So I think we do such a good job at diversifying our, our show so you're not seeing the same thing all night long. You're a fan of the sport, obviously. Yes. You're in St. Louis when Randy Orton's music hits. What does that do to you? What does that do to you as a fan of him and the performance and the event at home? Well, I love Randy Orton. I love his style in the ring. Yeah. Amazing performer. So, obviously, I'm excited. I'm I, I'm feeling what all the crowd is feeling in that yeah, moment. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. That's a big He's deal. He's the man. All right. Elephant in the room. Yes. Oh boy. Mm-hmm. Arm is in the sling. Yeah, you beat me number to one. It. Well, number one. I gotta I'm hear sorry, this. I my gotta, next appointment is in like. Uh, <laughs> 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 listen, I, I gotta hear the story, listen, and then who are we going after? It's as simple as this. Ronda Rousey. Oh no, mm. she's the worst. Out of oh, line. Oh gosh. Yes. Out of line, attacked an authority figure in <gasps> me. There unacceptable. You go. And it is completely unacceptable. It is completely uncalled for. That being said, I will handle that on Friday on yeah. SmackDown on Fox. She she will be dealt with. Yeah. Who's, who's, right. the, who's this this loser with Ronda Rousey? Yeah, let me let me go, <laughs> let R- me Google her. R- yeah, yeah. R L O S E R. There yeah, it there is. You go, there <laughs> you go. So, uh, wow. The uh, off with her head. That's what I said. <laughs> you guys are saying this because I'm here. Because if she was sitting here right now, <laughs> you'd be saying, "Who'd you hurt this week?" Yeah. Oh, you you get the business. I know how you guys work. <laughs> so Anita Bell, we love laughing with you. Love having fun. Uh, anything we missed? Is there another chapter uh, that we didn't quite hit on? That you know what? No, I'm excited for WrestleMania, April second and third, yeah. two day event in Dallas, Texas. Um, it's kind of our first big, fully loaded WrestleMania since quarantine and we'll, everything. We'll be there. You guys are going to be there? We'll yes. be there. I'm so yes. excited. And yeah. also, I'm in L.A. this week with Mandy Rose, for, yeah. uh, former tag team partner, best friend, tasting our donuts for Demandy's Donuts, which is our donut line we're coming out with. So, so. we could also be in on that. Yes. Uh, don't worry. Okay. I will drop some by. <laughs> that is, that is what it is. So, Anita Bill, uh, true professional, and thank you so very much. Whenever we get back, more from Two Men On at Radio Row. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Two Men On, live from Radio Row in Los Angeles, is brought to you by Jersey Mike's, a sub above. Last segment, boys. We're wrapping it up from Radio Row. Get a highlight today. Oh, man. Which to pick from? I mean, for me, obviously, it's the Sonya Deville interview, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And, and that one was unplanned. That was a little spur of the moment kind of thing. But how fortunate we were to have Sonya come on and, and laugh a little bit, talk MMA, talk WWE. You know, those are the, the fun little one-on-ones. And I know it's a little bit of a different program this week while we're at Radio O. But, but that, to me, that was a real that was a real top-tier one. I know the Robert Gallery interview really hit with you, Van. Yeah, that's true, man. But the, the big thing that stood out for me is the day absolutely flew by. Yeah. Yes. Like how many interviews total did we do? It was like every 15 minutes from 9 o'clock until – close a business yeah. yeah well and you know on the podcast which you can check out at talk abq and all your podcast outworks our outlets uh jamal liggins joined us he's a trainer for odell beckham jr and he's a trainer for von miller and some really big guys uh brandon lang joined us who 
he can just tell you everything you need to know about sports betting. Obviously, we got a couple NFL players, including uh, Osa Odigizua. Yeah. Yeah, who plays for the Cowboys. We got him on the podcast. Uh, yeah, it was. I mean, it was a very good. It was a very good day of sports and sports adjacent content. It was. It was hard, like deciding who did and didn't make the cut. Yeah. Because I had, except for one, we will go unmentioned. I think all of the interviews, I think all the interviews were phenomenal, and it was just really hard cutting them. Well, the one that I was really surprised, and I shouldn't say surprised, but impressed, was Torrey Smith. Like, he was ready. Yeah. He was ready, and I know we're doing radio. He looks the part. Yeah. He sounds the part, very energetic. So that's the one that I was very impressed by. So, so we got that, obviously, and then uh, we're here tomorrow. We're here the rest of the week. So the boys are live from Radio Row the rest of the week. Super Bowls this weekend. The big Super Bowl event, obviously, will be a big deal, and we'll give you our predictions in full at the end of the week. Lady Lobos is tonight after us. Boys, do you want to transition back from uh, from football to Lady Lobos basketball? Do you want to trans- transition back to Albuquerque, or is it a, hey, you want to stay in this Super Bowl energy forever? Or has two days worn you out? I, I want to milk it until it's gone. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, because I'm just like so high energy. Like, Tory Smith coming in this morning. Yeah. Like, that smile and his yes. energy like yes. lit just lit up the place. And I was like, okay, let's see if we could do this energy for eight straight hours. And I think we did. Yeah, and, and also, just like I said, man, my, I'm bobble-necking, bro. <laughs> like, yeah. I, while we're talking, uh, to give you guys the experience that I'm having, we're talking, there are people that are head turners walking past us like it's nothing. I just saw Ryan, Ryan Leaf. Ryan Leaf just walked by. I am yeah. a Chargers fan. Ryan Leaf just walked past us. Ryan and, Leaf, and who I've interviewed many times. I'll go grab him after this, and we'll, we'll more than likely have him on the program tomorrow. But also fellow Wazoo grad, he's, I know he's doing a lot for uh, recovery and substance abuse, and he has been since the time that he kind of turned his life around. And, you know, that's the thing about Radio Row, where it's there's so many people out who are d- – partnered with organizations doing really positive things yeah that's probably my favorite if 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 i had to pick a favorite part is getting is getting the word out for all these great organizations that these you know these celebrities these these athletes are attached to um coach jason brown yeah that that, was fun that he was and i was telling you guys off of air which will be on the podcast it will will be on the podcast uh like he's exactly who i thought he would be what I've seen on Last Chance U, um, the way his demeanor, the way he was dressed, the way he answered the questions, the matter of fact, the, I, I love that one as well. So you guys definitely go to the podcast, check that out, and that is Coach Jason Brown from Last Chance U. He's the dude that I'd like to have an oat soda with, for sure. I don't know. He's not. No. He no. He, no. Nope. He, his energy to me nope. was it's, 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 firecracker. It's cognac and cigars. Okay, well, I'll have an oat soda. He can have whatever the hell he wants. <laughs> but I think he gets loose after one or two, and I want to oh. see, see that energy. Well, you might be through a table. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to Bob Clark, who had us on this morning to talk about our experience. Thank you to the morning show. Obviously, it was a big deal. Uh, also, I'm going to effort getting Kyle Turley on the program tomorrow, too. So he's a guy I have a strong interpersonal relationship with from our time in St. Louis, and I'll see if he's going to be willing to be a part of us tomorrow. Whenever uh, – I want to make sure we hit on this one last story, though, boys. Yes. So so we recapped the day. We had a lot of fun with it. We we made laughs at the Germany stuff. We made laughs at – well, just really, I mean, kind of everything that's been football-related. But Aaron Rodgers, Van. He, he can't stay out of the news for a day. Van. One, give him one day off. 
Walk me through it. Yeah, what, I mean, what he did. Well, okay, to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. What he did was so beautifully swaggerific. Yeah. That I'm not mad at this one. But that's his middle name. They they, they introduced him at the Waste Management Open. Which is in Arizona. In Arizona, yeah. going on right now, the Wasted Management Open, Wait, if you're familiar. That, isn't that like, don't they do trash? That's the party. Yeah, waste yeah. Management. <laughs> the, waste, the Waste Management Open, if you don't know, you might not because it's in the golf world. Why the hell would you care? <laughs> I'm just saying. It's like yeah. one of the biggest parties in the world yeah. for a week. Okay. So, anyways, they introduce Aaron Rodgers at the Waste Management Open as a three-time MVP, and he gives a little finger wag no and then holds up four. Oh, oh like the four so, horsemen. He's joining so, the four horsemen. So, uh, Aaron Rodgers is calling his own shot and saying he's going to be the MVP tomorrow at NFL Honors. Hmm. Well, we'll be there. We'll find out. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I, man, he – I want to say he's the gift that keeps on giving, but – I don't want the gift that he's giving. <laughs> like, I'm just like. Are you talking about the gift of permanent lung damage, i.e. COVID? Yeah, yes. Oh. Yes. Yeah. 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 Right. All right. So here's to me. So Aaron Rodgers is whenever you get a Christmas gift from someone, but you know it's for themselves. That's Aaron Rodgers. Oh, that's uh, perfect. Yeah. Cause yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. He's like, here, you, you know what you guys can have for me. And I love me. <laughs> and and just hear me out when I tell you how much you're going to enjoy me. He's the most wide receiver quarterback in history. Oh, hard <laughs> He really is, if you think about it. <sighs> hey, honey, you know that diamond ring you wanted? Here's a new dishwasher. Yes. <laughs> but then <laughs> – but then he gaslights you into thinking you really wanted the dishwasher. Like Aaron Jones came out uh, on Twitter and said, yeah, or excuse me, on the uh, NFL Network, and he said, quote, I believe in my heart he'll be back, talking about Aaron Rodgers. Because Aaron Rodgers is gaslighting Aaron Jones. 100%. Into believing there's a chance he's going to come back. Oh, yeah. man. Because he ain't coming back. So what does he do if he doesn't come back? Is, is, does he get his own show? It's podcasts. Like, he, he has to be one of those people where he just can't walk away and not be in the limelight. Oh, he's going to milk this for all it's worth. He's, yeah. got, a, he's got a few more years. He's got yeah, yeah, to get in yeah. the ring, like all that. I don't think he's leaving, but when that time does come, I, what I does can, it look like for Aaron Rodgers? I can see some sister programs, like a reality show and then like a podcast. Pair yeah. them together yeah. And, do oh, neither, yeah. and do neither of them well. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. But then, yeah. like, at the end of the day, he's like, all right, another 15 minutes, boys. Like, he doesn't need money. He just injects fame into his body. And so, he's like, this will protect me from so COVID. So is it a show of him just cleaning off his MVP trophies? No. no is no. that what so, it is all day long? No, the, the show is great. It's this right here, just shining them. The show is great all year. And then during sweeps week, it's the worst show you've ever seen. The, oh, that's him. That's, that's his career. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's, if you don't understand that reference, that's genius. That means like Aaron that. Rodgers chokes in the play. That's genius. The that's, only, that's the reference. That's genius. The only way your boy Aaron Rodgers is staying the quarterback of Green Bay is if he gets real mad at Jordan Love and wants to keep him on the bench. That's the only reason. He needs a weird spite and Yeah, you're talking yep. the old Larry David spite store action yeah. there. <laughs> what is that? I will tell you later. Okay. <laughs> so, but that, that's it for me for him, where he's like, he's like, hey, not only am I going to get out of Green Bay the second the season's over, I'm going to spend all my time hanging out in beautiful Phoenix, but I'm going to tell you that I'm the greatest while I'm here doing it. I don't need Aaron Rodgers any more than I need COVID again. But wouldn't you do that, though? <laughs> wouldn't me? you do that? Been doing it. Thank you. Yeah. Stay doing it. <laughs> Thank you. As a disgruntled Packers fan. Okay. Okay. As, 
as a non-COVID denier, I yes. said non-COVID okay. denier. Yeah. I can't quit him. I just can't quit him. I, I give me all you got, even at, even if he quits you. Yes. Oh, yes, I want okay. the story. I want the content. Okay. That makes sense. I want the lulls. That makes sense. You're not wrong. <laughs> yes. No, that makes a lot of sense. Do you, all right, so one of my favorite things about we could we could compare it to Antonio Brown. I don't want to him to hurt himself or anyone else. Oh, I agree with but that. But give me all the crazy Antonio Brown stories you got. Give me all the crazy Aaron Rodgers stories you got. So I'm a fan of entertainment, right? Sure. There we go. There we sure. go. And I think Green Bay is just as entertaining if they bring in Andy Dalton and Green Bay fans have to see what it looks like to have just a pedestrian quarterback. And I watch you squirm for the next that five years. That may be years. way more entertaining. Yes. Way more. I'll, you know what? That's going to happen. <laughs> it's going to happen. Get ready for it. Hey, it's Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm serious. Like, Green Bay is going to end up in a spot where they just can't. They don't have, yeah. they don't have the ammunition. They don't, yeah. have, they don't have the guy under center. You know, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers going to Tampa Bay. Packers got a pretty good roster. We could probably convince the GOAT to unretire and come to, to Wisconsin. So you can't not you know what? You know what? You know what what that will do to his skin? There's no there is absolutely (laughs) no, there's absolutely zero cheese in the T B twelve diet. I take that back. There's there's no way there's no way he'll go. (laughs) (laughs) Too many curds. I'm not (laughs) too too many many curds. Yeah, he's like not going up here. And then (laughs) so actually they're like, Hey, uh, here's the richest uh, one year contract in the history of NFL green uh, Tom Brady, congratulations, you have to play for Green Bay. He's like, Fine, whatever, I don't even mind. And then they're like, Oh, but Green Bay has a game in Germany. And he's like like, no, 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 no. curds. (laughs) You know, lactose causes inflammation, Tom. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, good out of good spot today, boys. Good job at Radio Row. Obviously we're gonna be doing again tomorrow. Thank you to AJ McKee, thank you to Robert Gallagher. Thank you to Kenny Main, John Sally, Tori Smith, Sonia DeVille. Everything that's on the podcast, go check that out. It's iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all those outlets. Uh, follow your boys on social media. we got a ton of photos. We got A lot. Yeah, we got a lot of insight and a lot of fun things going on. Everything's at TalkABQ. Facebook, Instagram, uh, however else you de- describe social media. Uh, Robert, did we miss anything today? No, we didn't, and we got a whole lot more coming up the rest of the week. We absolutely do. Van, any final words before we let it loose? If we, in fact, did anything, did miss anything, you could check out the opening drive tomorrow morning with Jeff and JJ. I love that. Uh, maybe they'll even have us on the program if we can figure the technology out. Ooh, maybe. So, the Wi-Fi at the Super Bowl, not super. Okay, <laughs> the Wi-Fi at the Super Bowl, pedestrian at best, it's 4G here. For myself, for the boys here on Radio Row, stay tuned for Lady Lobo's basketball. Good job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow, Burke. We out. Y Los Angeles. We've been on the run, driving in the sun, looking out for number one. California, here we come, right back where we started from. Well, hustles grab your... Your shadow weighs a ton Driving down the 101 California, here we come Right back where we started from California Nothing's gonna stop me now California, here we come Right
back where we started from A pedal to the floor, thinking of the war Gotta get us to the show California, here we come Right back where we started from California California